Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Hello. Ruel, you pushed the wrong button again. There you go. The wrong button. Hi. That's what the pre-show's for. All the mess-ups and... What not? And I'm just glad it was your it's, mess up instead of mine. For it, a was, change. it was totally mine. And what's funny is I'm not even pressing anything. I think my stream deck is haunted. I don't know. What oh, you happened. have an actual stream deck? Yeah, I have the little thing. I, I mean, uh, hopefully Can you it put it on screen or is it not reach? Yeah, it's or is this too dangerous? Here. Oh, look, it's a little. It, uh, is it on your phone or is it a standalone piece of hardware? No, it, it's an actual physical stream deck. It's a smaller one. It's the one that's uh, five by three. Okay, or whatever. And yeah, but. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, so yesterday, folks, if you didn't know, oh I my stream, gosh, <laughs> yeah, I stream once a month on my uh, Twitch channel for an extended amount of time. And yesterday, right when I started, uh, my pugs heard the Amazon delivery person, and they ran out to the front door and knocked everything down in my studio. You, you saw it right away. Yes, I did. Insane. I was there. I was wanting to see the pugs. I heard them bark. I ran over to my screen so I could see them. I would think it was yeah. them making their streaming debut, right? Um, um they, they, were, they were here last week. Uh, they were here last week. Yeah, Meeple and Mookie yep. are, are the pugs. But then by the time I got there, they had apparently completely destroyed all of your filming equipment. Two tiny little pugs took I you completely know. offline for like another 15 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it, it was insane. I, I literally had to plug stuff in, plug to unplug. Oh, it was a disaster. But it was fun. We survived. And uh, anyways, folks, welcome to the pre-show. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, we've got a lot of, we got a great, another great show coming up. And I, I'm excited to be here as always. Yes. Hi, everybody. How you doing? To quote Joey Tribbiani for no oh, particular wow. reason at all, because that was certainly nice. uh, hip and topical. <laughs> Uh, I want to say hi to A Foxy. Uh, A Foxy, they say that my sound is a tiny bit out of sync. Really? Yeah. Well, hopefully that'll clear up. Fix that. Um, yeah, I don't know how to fix it on my end. I, I don't know. We'll I think see. they're right. Let's... Actually, I'm looking at you, and I think yeah, you're just like you know a millisecond off kind of a thing. Uh oh. So you'll just have to I... um, speak through clenched teeth for the entire show <laughs> like this, and then no one will know. Problem yes. solved. Uh, problem solved. <laughs> well, should I um, should I rejoin the call? What do you think? Would do you think I that would help? Um, that would certainly. I mean, when in doubt, reboot. Right? Yeah. Why okay. don't you just Let... um, bail and uh, and then come right on back, and maybe okay. that'll fix it. Because I definitely. Okay. Wait. Oh, but oh, a foxy said it was fixed, what? but that was probably speaking through clenched oh. teeth. Fixed it. I would. Imagine. Okay. I will uh, disconnect and reconnect. Alrighty. I'll be here. All right. Where I gotta find um, the Discord. Alrighty, I'm all by myself. Don't want to be all by myself. Well, he's taking quite a while to come on back. Um, perhaps he won't be coming back. Perhaps uh, this is it. The line was drawn. This okay? There he goes. All right. Okay, you're back. Okay. Hopefully that did the did the trick. We shall see. Uh, I'm looking at you in Discord, and you seem fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So hopefully that took care of it. All right, Discord, let's bring you dude. on back. Discord. Okay, <sighs> hopefully that works, folks. How's that? How's yeah. that look? Hello, check. One, two. I think you're fine. It looks uh, like you're fine, I think. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
All right. Thanks, friends, for yep. uh, letting us know. And um, so, what's going on? What do we have on the uh, docket here? We've got a... Uh, we uh, have a long list of stuff anything? we still have yet to do. Although, thanks okay. to Nazgoth and Kabuki Kid for resubscribing, getting us ever closer to another RVR. We have figured out what we're going to be RVRing this week, two days from now, yep. on Thursday. And all of you will be able to play along, but at a cost. You want to tell them? <laughs> Yeah, how much is that? So is it around $5 I believe it's a $5, or maybe it's like four ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, but uh, friends, we are going to be playing Voyages. Uh, yes. This is a roll and write game that was recently funded on Kickstarter. It was actually, it blew up on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. They had like a very small goal, and they went tens of thousands of dollars. It was insane. Um, but it's, uh, a lot of people have been talking about it. I actually backed it on Kickstarter, and... Thanks to you all, I'm going to finally get it off my digital shelf of uh, opportunity here. Indeed. Uh, I'm going to print out a copy and we're going to play. You can play along with, with us this Thursday. Just print out a copy. It will cost you a few bucks, but from what I understand, it's well worth it. And um, I'm fired up to do it. Yeah, I, I'm very excited too. Apparently, we have started the hype train, and I finally figured it out. People's actual Twitch avatars do not show up in the hype train. It's just doing random emojis because the train is being run by my higher-level "Hey everybody" um, uh, emote. That, uh, oh, okay. But yeah, um, so folks, for the next couple of minutes, we've hit the level one hype train, and if you keep hyping us up. By giving us money. I've, I was just coming out and saying it. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> via bits or subscriptions or what have you. Um, uh, oh, yes. Uh, bravo, everybody. Uh, as Force Glasses, uh, applause to the power of stickers. Um, you will unlock more emotes that you can use for the length of this particular episode. But the train gets bigger. Everybody, Black Echo oh. just got into the front of the train. Um, oh, Lord, folks. Yep. All right. and, oh, he took a hey, everybody, as well. Um, so, it's, it seems to be functioning as, okay. uh, as intended, so that's very, very nice. What do we... Oh, now we're up 22 of 149. So, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm oh, excited wow. to try this. Um, I remember it first came to our attention, the uh, Voyages, because it was one of our... Oh, this is a new Kickstarter thing. Yep. And it was yeah. particularly cool because there's no physical components. This is a game where you paid whatever it was, I think $4.99 or maybe a flat five, and yep. you, it's a subscription service. Where, for the foreseeable future, I don't know how long it's supposed to go on, they will be sending out new PDFs that you can either play digitally or you can print out, and it's a new chapter of an ongoing, I don't know, Pirates High Seas Roll and Write kind of thing. And right. so... They have released, I believe I believe they've released the first four episodes, the first three, so you can basically get um, you know, a triple level um solo, but you can play it bingo style, roll and write right now. And we're gonna play the first, maybe the second chapter, depending on how fast it goes. And if you folks want to play along, well, like I said, it'll cost you the $4.99 or or whatever to be able to get them. Um and I, I think that's really cool. It should be fun. Yeah. And honestly, I found it such a fascinating... I've seen a couple of more uh, campaigns now that have done the same thing. Well, hey, you know what? How about we just make a game and we release it digitally? And for, Because everybody has a printer nowadays, right? Everybody. Right. And you know, roll and rights are just perfect for that kind of thing. So we're going to be giving it a try. You said you have not tried it yet. You've got it, but you I haven't tried it, right? That is correct. Yeah, I backed it. I downloaded the files when it was released, and yeah, it's just sat here. I, I haven't had a chance to, but this gives, is the perfect opportunity. And I do want to say something else as far as you don't even need a printer, honestly. Like, yeah, uh, friends of mine who do these things, they just download on their iPad, and then they'll use like, you know, like a paint app or whatever and just circle stuff on their iPad. And you don't even need dice. You can use your app or your phone yep. to, uh, you know, do a dice app. So uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's such a. 
great way it's to distribute really these type idea. of games and yeah uh, you don't need um any actual physical components now me being me i i need to roll dice so oh i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna print it out myself dice. yeah totally okay yeah <clears throat> and, yeah we'll be rolling and playing um awesome. but yeah i think if i recall correctly on their webpage for this game they also have a video saying look here's a half a dozen ways you could play this if you don't have a printer Yep. Uh, you know, right. they, they just walk you through like what you suggested, you know, just using a paint right. program or I guess there's online web pages that will do the same thing. Right. Uh, you know, right. so, so that's yeah. all pretty, pretty cool. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to trying it and you folks will be able to play along with us and, uh, totally crush me and maybe crush Ruel if you're depending on, Probably I mean, cause he's, you, you've been destroying, you've been really kicking ass on all the RVRs so far. Well, you, you know, I, I I am working at an advantage just because you know you're doing the heavy lifting from a production side. That's of, um, that's what I tell myself. So, at some yeah. point, though, I don't know how well that particular excuse holds up. <laughs> wow, this this hype train. So it actually physically, I mean, it, uh, I mean, it, it's like way longer now than it was. Well, yeah, I mean, like, every time somebody does a, I, I see. A, wait, oh, Oxman, thank you for subscribing, and Black Echo, and Cassandra, and Rare Norb, and Kabuki, and Nascot. Thanks everybody for subscribing. As I understand it, it will just keep getting longer. Although. Um, yeah, there's Oxman just showed up. Or maybe it has like a maximum length and then it can't get any longer. If you folks okay. would like to find out, by all means, um, subscribe now. Did you know that if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can subscribe to this channel for free and avoid ads and get discounts on merch and uh, get the secret word and get a stream avatar and all kinds of fun stuff. And maybe you'll make the trade a bit longer. Uh, this is the longest it's been so far, I believe. We don't know yeah. how, just how big this train can get. Yeah, we, we shall see. And uh, folks, just as a special edition, look, we I have the analog alert for Hype Train. This is what I do on my There stuff. you go, I yes. Do this. So there you go. That's your bonus right there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Oh, wow. So thanks, cool. everybody, for subscribing and supporting the show. Let's actually... Get to work. Oh, success. You've collected. Okay, it looks like, um, yep, we got level one emotes have been unlocked, and the train okay. is leaving the station. Bye-bye. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for the support. Much appreciated. There goes the train. Yep, yep, yep. Doo -doo. That's the uh, right. high-tech, high-quality entertainment you can come to expect from the r, &R show. <laughs> um, where else on Twitch yes. would you get a train? Uh, um, okay. <laughs> Oh, and Flying Dutch Rocker just got himself a temporary avatar with his channel points. All right. Uh, it'll show up in a couple of minutes, uh, minutes uh, Dutch. And then you can run around and hug or, or attack people or, or just fart, if you like. Uh, farting is also an option. <laughs> I believe I did ultimately um, add a little sound effect to the fart, but I don't think anybody's farted since I added the sound effect. It's very quiet, though. I think you have to listen really carefully. Let's actually find out. Let's do a mass fart. Oh, if mass I fart. Here we mass go. Mass fart. All right, here you we actually go. type in mass fart? That's hilarious. Yep. Wow. There we go. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. The little clouds. Yep. All righty. Oh, my goodness. So, if you like fart humor, um, there it is. There you go. Um, an explosion of farts from everybody's uh, stream avatars. Okay. So, yeah, let me look at the list of stuff. We still have some outstanding requests from last week, which is just our normal state of being these days. A top three. Two weeks ago, Goblin981, I apologize. We're going to do a top three. Folks, would you please suggest a topic that we could um, make the definitive list, the three best of whatever it might be, and um, start making suggestions? Let's this see here. Fun. And yeah. I will start up a queue after Ruel tells me what your suggestions. Top three for the... Okay. 
All right, folks, let's uh, let's have those topics. Let's see. Uh, Bing says top three tile laying games. Okay, that's always a good one. I love tile layers. Okay. What else? Here. Uh, let's see. Top three small games with a heavy or crunchy punch. Ooh, I like that one. Small games, big punch. You have yeah, to be very, very short with these uh, poll entries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, top three Star Wars characters. Star Wars characters. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, Cassid Miller. Interesting. Um, uh, this is another uh, take that uh, Nazgoth uh, wrote here. Top three non-complex but deep games. Non-complex but deep games. All right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, how are we doing? How many more? Uh, one more. One more. Let's see. Um, what about... Uh, oh, this is interesting. Top three underrated Roland Wrights. All right. Underrated... Yeah. Roll and write. Oh, I just missed this one too. Oh. JW Specker. I got to shout this one out. Top or the three best donuts. <laughs> All right. Uh, never, oh, sorry, Rolling Rights. Uh, donuts. D O U G A U G H N U T. I will spell it properly. Unlike oh, um, what the. You kid... don't do the shortened version. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you do it right okay. or not at all. All right, folks. Start voting. And I know I'm going straight to donuts. So Vote. I. I voted donuts. <laughs> and those will probably be and the I only could two. Spend points, folks. Don't forget, you can spend points or you can spend bits. Yep, to, yep, yep. Uh, increase your vote there. Yep. And every bit Which you spend on this gets us one step closer to unlocking a uh, another uh, a bonus run through, yeah. which we're about halfway towards, and I expect that will be unlocked by the summer. Awesome. And uh, we got about a minute and a half left. Oh, wow, donuts are people... winning because we actually kind of stacked the deck a little bit, I think. Yeah, and I feel like people are going to wait till the last second and start spending those points to like sort of... Yeah, like we're on eBay or something like that. Vote here. Yeah. Okay, so we got it. Okay. Non-complex deep games. Ooh, that... Non-complex that deep games. Great. Yeah. Wow. Small games, big punches. Almost similar to that. Yeah, surprise top lanes. Not no one. No one Nobody cares about, about Carcassonne. We weren't going to say Carcassonne. I promise. We would have said something <laughs> other. On my list. <laughs> no, but, yeah, fair enough. It'd be Star okay. Wars Carcassonne. Um, and uh, which I really enjoyed. Did I, you? I, I never really, played it. Oh, it's fantastic. I really? actually, my fun fact, my copy of it, <clears throat> I got it in Japan when Michelle and I went to visit Lauren when she was studying out there. Uh, we wandered upon a games uh, game cafe out in Japan in Tokyo, and uh, they had a copy of it for sale. So of course I had to pick it up. Let's see, non complex. Oh I, yeah, I think somebody has dropped some major points on that. It would appear because yeah. that shot up like a rocket very quickly. Sorry, donut fans. Come on, donut. Fans. I am Let's so ready talk. to talk about donuts all day long. So am I. I could do an hour on donuts easily. Non complex <laughs> deep games. That's hard. You're gonna make us work. For um, yeah, that, oh, for that I'm, hype train, I'm sweating here. Like donuts, <laughs> I, I already know my number one donut. I number two and three are easy. Oh my gosh, well, donuts are making a huge monster go, comeback. Donuts, go. go donuts, go! Come on, donuts, and they pull oh it God. out. Jeez, wow. Yes. Well, now I feel really bad for whoever dropped all those points on the non-complex <laughs> deep games. Um, oh. All right, let's just give one non-complex deep game. Just uh, I mean, other yeah. I mean, obviously, Go is the uh, go-to yes. example for yeah. that. That is the ultimate yeah. example of oh, it's uh, so simple and yet it's so deep. You know what I'll say? Uh, the uh, probably the most recent hot example of this is uh, Furnace. Yes, right. Oh, great call. Yeah, yeah. that's 
Really oh, deep. So much going on, but the simplest of auctions in engine building. Yeah. That auction mechanism is amazing. I love that about that game. And oh boy, that whole choice of are you going to take, do you want that uh, uh, industry or do you just want the resources? Yep. Oh, that's, yeah. I really like that one. That, that's a good call. Great call, actually. Yeah. Well, but regardless, we're here to talk about donuts. Um, Donut. And, uh, right, I, I will fight you if you want to go down against what is clearly the greatest donut of all time, the apple fritter. Although I will accept cherry fritter or blueberry fritter or really anything you want to throw in a fritter. Wow. Wow. Apple fritter. I like it, but it, it's no match for the ultimate donut, what? the tiger tail. The I don't, oh, tiger. I need to look up a tiger tail. Yeah, check it out. Tiger, tiger tails. Yes. Tiger tail donut. All righty. Let's uh, bring this up time, on the browser. These things? Really? They are amazing why i mean when they are done correctly okay nothing beats it it's a it's it looks like a tiger number one it looks way more it's cuter than a apple fritter apple fritter looks like a bunch of rocks right Fra no if you're a star trek fan apple fritter is like i'm eating a horta Oh, the silicon oh life base for life form. I wonder why you like them. <laughs> the tiger tail. It's amazing. It's got chocolate. It's got a. It's like a chocolate and glazed donut in one. Right. So it, it's a, it's a twisted regular donut with like a stripe of chocolate twisted through. But here's the secret. The secret What's ingredient. The secret? It's got a little layer of cinnamon on it when it's done correctly. And that bit of cinnamon. Oh my goodness. Sure. Friends, it is the greatest thing in the world. Best breakfast ever. And. There, it's a huge. I mean, you know, donuts are, tend to be sort of small, and you need a couple of them to uh, for to fill up. But all you need is one tiger tail, and you're good to go for the uh, the morning. But yeah. that is the number one in my book. But apple fritters, I can't. You know, I it's sort of. I mean, I, like I said, I'm broadening it to fritters in general because these days they put all kinds of fruits in fritters. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I love a donut that is crunchy on the outside and and wonderful and fluffy on the inside. I am okay. always looking for that. Uh, so my yeah. other uh, definite favorite are just straight up old fashions because that's what old fashions do too. You know, they, they, oh, I don't yeah. know they're baked in or they're fried. I guess I don't really know, but they're done yeah. in such a way that they have that outer shell that is just so pleasant, and then it's just like a fluffy cloud inside. That's yeah. always the best kind of donut, which is why yeah. I don't think, from looking at it, I'm interested in these tiger tails because it looks like they just no. have they're just like a, a regular plain donut with. No, they're not though. They do have a little. They do have a little bit of that crunchiness you're talking about. Uh, the when it's done right, the, the when it's done the right, chocolate with the cinnamon will have a little crust there that that I love just as much as those old fashions, and that's why it's the greatest donut of all time. But you know those old fashions? I did not like those back in the day, but yeah. I have grown to enjoy them because of exactly what you're talking about: crispy on the outside and uh, fluffy on the inside. Oh man, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, also, really good. Another, the probably the third. Uh, example of that, in my opinion, would be uh, buttermilk bars. Buttermilk bars. I yeah, you know what? I I was I was never a fan of of those, mm -hmm. but I haven't had one in a while, so maybe I'd have to try it again. But what about um, like you know the cake donuts, the smaller ones? Like you see them there in the picture, the like plain ones, and the, they have the cinnamon ones. They have blueberry donuts. Which oh sure, are out of this world. Yeah, I love the blueberry. Why would I have a blueberry donut if I could have a blueberry fritter? Uh, because the the fritters, I mean, as much as I enjoy the fritters, there's something about, I don't know. We're looking at our next fight then, although I don't know how we'll make a proper fight out of, I mean, fritters are the best. 
No, they're, they're, they're first of all, they're they're huge. They're a meal in themselves. They're just about yeah. consistently the biggest bre- donut you can get at any shop. I occasionally find a shop that do little mini fritters, and those are adorable, I have to admit. Yeah. But yeah. that is the exception to the rule. Normally, fritters are ginormous. Um, whoa, Goblin, what the heck are you Go- talking about? Is, is Goblin arguing donut. fritters are not actual donuts? Yeah, and uh, Baloo also um, agrees. Fritters are amazing, but I don't consider fritters them donuts. are very similar to donuts. They're both batter based, fried desserts. The difference being how each one gets filled. Donut batter gets fried all by its lonesome, uh, and fillings may be piped into them once they're done. Well, versus what do you mean? What's a fritter? What's the difference? What's the difference? Uh, is there like a? Is it a while a fritter is a di- is a dish made by deep frying food coated in batter. What's the difference? I still don't understand the difference. Food coated in batter. The same thing, isn't it? Yeah. I've never I mean, heard I, this. This is the first I've ever heard. Uh, and yeah. apparently, look at this. There's a, you know, you, what, how many responses did I get? Um, wow. There are thousands of articles discussing this, apparently. Is oh a fritter God. a donut? Donut versus fritter. Um, no, but I mean, it seems like from this cursory glance, it is officially... Wow. Okay. What did this one just say? It was a cake. Cake. A cake. It's, yeah. See now. Okay. Now we're gonna have to dive deep in this. Uh, yeah. This and, is. And I didn't want to do this this afternoon, but yeah, we're. I'm definitely gonna have to look into this. I always just consider it a donut, but maybe. Wow. Cake. Therefore, a donut is not a donut if it is, if it is deep fried. What? Okay. Is it a donut? Tricky one to answer. There are those who believe it is. The issue. U.S. Food Code. The FDA. Uses the term donut to describe a cake fry, deep fried in batter. The code def, uh, defines the word as a paste filled deep fried cake covered with a thin batter. Therefore, a donut is not a donut if it is deep fried. What? what? Am I reading this wrong? You just said it's deep fried. That's what I thought. Donuts a donut is fried. not a donut if it's deep yeah. you know what? Uh, do you know what an affritter is? If you're like me, you may not have ever heard of the sweet treat before. Blah, blah, blah. The wrong research I found there's quite a bit of confusion. It's another word. A fritter is another word for fried. Oh, okay. The word fritter comes from fried. Okay. It's, a, it's a fried donut product. Is it, the story gets even more complicated. We take into the word apple. What? We have to define apple now? Uh, on the surface, it's a donut. However, there are some differences. The apple fritter does not contain a hole. Neither does your freaking tiger tail. But it's a donut. Uh, yes, yeah, so if it's a donut, then a donut without a hole in the center, right? Yeah. Nobody, uh, nobody says hole is required to be a donut. I know, right? It's batter mixed with chopped apple and cinnamon. Corn fritters are wow. I've never had a corn fritter, but now I'm interested. I just I just found a random site and it said fritters have their fillings folded into the batter before they're fried. Whereas donuts, you add things afterwards. Like you know, like not your blueberry regular. Well I mean what's the difference between a blueberry regular and a fritter? Yeah, that's true. Now that you bring it up, why this is ridiculous. Okay, we're going. Is way a dish off prepared by deep frying batter coated food? Yes, yeah, this concept of batter coated food. What is a fritter in this context? Kind of fritter prepare. It's it. A fritter is apparently a kind of fritter. Um. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. This whole list uh, is totally invalid. Then, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Now, Bing uh, brings up classic glaze is best by far. I'm gonna agree, Bing, for one particular donut in 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 uh one specific donut. The Krispy Kreme no. is heavenly. Krispy Kremes are garbage. Krispy Kremes do no, not the deserve Kremes, their the glaze, worldwide acclaim. The glaze I mean, donut fine is best. perfection. 
It's perfection. That light nah. glazed. I mean, you do have to eat like twenty of them to get full, but I mean, they're they're delicious. All right, but that's so. so what are, is, is every food. is a buttermilk bar a, 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 a donut? Then I still I'm confused. Yeah, I I don't get that either. That's interesting. Yeah, um, whatever you call them, um, Forest of Glass is uh, certainly spot on correct. They are all um, pure evil for the gut and body. <laughs> Yes, that is one hundred percent correct. They are literally a, a a small version of poison that we are feeding ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and I actually like Kabuki Kid's sake. This topic is going on way too long. All right, well we'll we'll stick with the tiger tail and um, but we'll go with an old fashioned because I'm I'm fine with that as a fallback. Okay. I'm, my heart okay. is broken though that if I, I am, that a fritter is I not a shocked. donut, but yeah, I will I, I will. Um, and then what's your uh, not a but not a just a, a plain glazed surely not a plain glazed well just that that specific uh, you go into uh, a donut specific. shop you've got an incredible array of a million different sizes and shapes and tastes and you get a plain glazed is that what you go in and get no it's no. not no it's not uh, what about uh, oh man tiger well I picked tiger tail I'm okay with that well I'm taking old fashioned we need a third one what does what the audience say I mean we haven't even talked about jam filled custard filled you know berry yeah. filled all that kind of stuff but, berry but are, now I'm worried are those I don't know <laughs> yeah. my, my whole world has just been ripped out from underneath me I took <laughs> the I've, I've been taking the red pill all this time the red <laughs> fritter pill well, here it is. I think Zanarek said it uh, perfect. Keep it simple. Sold in a donut shop, then it's a donut. I think now, so. I, I think for the most part that's true, but don't forget, some donut shops, they sell croissants. You know, they yeah, <laughs> can get a ham and cheese croissant, and like, that's not a donut. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh. I, I now, really love a buttermilk bar. I mean, I mean they're, they're, yeah, they're so okay unique. They're so rich. And yeah. again, they have that crunch on the outside and the fluff on the inside. They're usually a bit more dense. They are generally, yeah. um, you know, glazed as well. But yeah, I mean, it's just like a, it's it's like biting into, um, you know, a ray of sunshine. Eating those things to me, I I, I do like that crispy on the outside, mm-hmm. uh, fluffy on the inside. Uh, I want to shout out my friend Chris. He says Donut Man in Glendora. Yeah, that's here in Southern California. They have some of the best donuts in the world. Especially, they're known for. And actually, if you like apple fritters. Their apple fritters are amazing, and um, I was thinking about their tiger tails, but they're infamous for their strawberry donuts, which are basically like strawberry pie in a, in a donut shape. Oh, it's wow. crazy. Yeah. Oh, Gizmo Bar asks, is a funnel cake a donut? You know what? I don't know where that <laughs> falls in. I feel like it should be, but again... Our world was just rocked about this fritter. I know. Well, uh, I just did a, the most popular donut types in the United States. Number one, uh, glazed. Number two, the cronut. Have you had a cronut? Oh, the cronuts! Cronuts are incredible. Are they? Yeah. I, maybe I just had a bad one. I tried one once. I did not get it. Really? I mean, really? they're croissant donuts, right? They're a mix. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Number three on like this a... list: apple fritter. Number okay. four: donut holes. <laughs> the opposite I do like of donut a donut. Yeah, I do like donut holes. I, I'll I'll give that one. So obviously, no tiger tails. People don't know what they're talking about. Yep. Um, yeah, tiger so. tails did not make this list. Bear claws came yeah. in a little bit later. Apple ciders, jellies, old fashions came in in the top ten. Okay. You know what? I mean, actually, what about? What, 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 what we just put the difference and say a, a lovely cinnamon roll. Okay. You love that Wait, cinnamon? A cinnamon roll. Is a cinnamon? It's roll for sale in a donut shop. Don't take this away from me. An excellent cinnamon roll. 
I mean, not. I mean, it was Cinnabon does not make donuts, though. Cinnabon doesn't make donuts. No, it doesn't. But then people start bringing up churros, and a good churro I will put up against any donut. A good churro. Oh yes, properly. those are those like crunchy cinnamon stick. Yeah, uh, cinnamon. Yeah, they're longer. Yes, those they're, are they're very good. Those I'll put up against any donut. Uh, yeah, those those are incredible if they're done right. Um, well. I, I'm still like sort of stunned over the whole fritter thing. All, I, I feel like we've been lied to our entire lives. I know, I know. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm just going to go with the cinnamon roll, uh, particularly because my wife's favorite. I'm going to go with a, a, a traditional cinnamon roll. I'm going to call it one. A really well okay. done one that just is drowning in cinnamon. Yeah. All right, we're done. I, I can't, we are we're done, done with this sham of a list that is completely <laughs> rendered invalid. Stuck. Bye. I'm so hungry right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get, folks. Uh, you should have asked for deep games um, in, in simple packages. Yeah. Use those votes next time. Yeah. Use points. your votes responsibly, people. <laughs> wow. That's far out. Okay. But that's just the beginning of this wacky show we do, folks. We've got other requests. Let me see what else we have here. Um uh, Right. I gotta I gotta highlight this comment real quick. What's that? Nazgoth says, so I guess donut is the secret word for today. <laughs> um I think we probably I think that has been decided. You're right. We have to yeah. work or fritter. And we're gonna have to find a way to work it in. Yep. Yeah. All right, we have one Ruel request, um uh Ruel ranks request from Brenner last week. Okay. So let's uh get the browser back up with the Gaviola library and let's yep. I don't know, let's go to page two. I imagine everything on page two is un, un um, ranked, and let's just look at big pictures. Wait, no, go to back. To, don't start at page one again. All righty, let's just go to page three arbitrarily. All righty, start picking. You you want to rank any rate any of those? Okay, uh, nah. <laughs> and then why do you even own them? I, that's well, some of them uh, they're no longer in my collection. I just haven't. Updated. Oh, I see. Oh, you haven't updated. All right, so none of those. What about these? Um. Hmm. Let's go Steam Park. Steam Park. Okay. And oh, wow. Move, okay. Yeah, move down a little bit. Uh, have, oh, I haven't ranked that. Promenade. 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 Which is now known as Art Deco. Oh, oh, it got remade into Art Deco? Yeah. Okay, that's the original. All right, cool. What else you got? Yeah. Um, we'll just do three see. since there's only one request, and you'll pick the top. Okay. Uh, Cubist. Cubist. Ah. Wow. Cubist. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I forgot I had some of these game, games in my collection. This is great. <laughs> All right, folks. Start voting. Which of those three things do you want to see ranked? Uh, three definite flying-under-the-radar lesser-known games. I am almost positive. Isn't Steam Park coming back? Isn't it getting a comeback? Did I see your Maybe that's why it's on my mind. Is it? I, I need to look now. Steam Park. That was the real-time... Yes. Um, tile land game, right? Yeah, 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 right. with these things. No, okay, I, I might be thinking of something else. In fact, I know what I'm thinking of, and I'm definitely thinking of something else, and it's as yet unannounced. Ooh, so, we can't announce it. Oh, it's something God. Steam Park adjacent, but um, that uh, is going to really? be uh, making a comeback. Although, wow. they prefer you not call it a comeback. <laughs> oh, nothing but the latest and greatest in pop culture references, friends. Yep. Um, <laughs> exactly, what? yeah. We have always got our finger on the pulse. It's true. <laughs> uh, Could I actually wow, quote a song from the last two years? I don't think I, I can. I know I cannot. Um, I have to talk to my nieces or nephew to get any kind of uh, new song references. There's no way I can. I, yeah. This is it's, embarrassing. I don't want to be that old guy. 
Um, but let's see. I am now looking at the Billboard Top 100 for 2021. Okay. I recognize some of these artists' names. <laughs> yeah. But nope. 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 Wow. Nope. Nope. Oh, well, that's fine. Um, I mean, probably the hottest thing I can think of is, oh, gosh. Uh, oh, those Pompeii. Uh, that song was a big hit, like what, 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hot. That's, uh, uh, oh, Megan Trainer. Jen listens to a lot of Megan Trainer, So okay. I could probably do a couple of her songs. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the, the top 100 billboard right now. I can, okay. I know, I know who Harry Styles is. Yeah. I know who these people of. are, but. Yeah. Oh, Justin Bieber's back in the top 10. Well, okay, good for Justin. Good for, it's good not for a the Biebs. Yes. Yeah. All right, but anyway. Oh, Ed Sheeran. Uh, I, I know. I, oh my gosh, real quick. Ed Sheeran. You mean 100? the star of um of uh Game of Thrones? Ed Sheeran. Game of Thrones. That's right. <laughs> what about number sixteen? Elton John is on number sixteen right now. Can you believe that? Oh, that's wow. fantastic. Well, he's it's a duet with Dua Lipa, who I know but I don't listen to. Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I'm so behind the times. This is crazy. All right, you know what? I'm pretty sure I did a run through for Steam Park, which got the votes, by the way, while we were off, just oh, okay. revealing just how incredibly old we are. <laughs> Steam Park. I need to look at this game again. All right. So, uh, so yeah, you're building a uh, park, and it's got this funky. It's like this uh, um, steampunk sort of theme back in the uh, you know, 1800s. You're building an amusement park and doing tile laying, but it's got this really interesting real-time mechanism yeah. where that's where you're laying the tiles out, right? Or rolling no, dice. No, it's rolling the dice. You're rolling and re-rolling dice as fast as you can. Yes. To get the uh, the resources that you need to At build At some point, park. I will roll dice in this video. Yeah, there. Yeah, as you can see there. Now, one thing that I really that remind you know I, later on there's a game or there's a uh, function. Is it coal or something or it's? Dark? I recall correctly, this is the game where the robots poop all over the place. Yeah, there it is. Oh no, that's not it. Okay, so it's some kind of dirt or whatever that happens. Yeah. Oh, it's dirt because they're yeah they're dirt. clearing the ground and they create dirt that has to be cleaned yeah. up. And that's the, those are bad things. You know what that reminds me of? Years later, I played the game London by Martin Wallace, and he did a thing called Poverty. In yeah, that game mm-hmm. that reminds me of the same thing. It's like a negative points, or whatever. But you're collecting. You have to collect it. It's going to happen regardless. So it's negative points. You're trying to mitigate that. Uh, there you are in the video here, placing uh, the die on the pig. Yep. Uh, which is, I think, you're building at this point. Uh, you take those shapes. You're going to build it onto your um, little uh, grid there, and you can expand your park uh, too. You can add, you know, a little t- more tile space to uh, uh, get those uh, bigger shapes on there. And yeah, oh, and then you have to get people to ride your rides. So you have the people meeples, the meeple people. No, the robots. Uh, robots ride these robots. rides, as I recall. Yeah. So after at the end of each round, you're going to place those robots there. And isn't there a color mechanism where you need to have the same color riders to get extra points or something? Something like that. that part? I think you're going to have a hard yeah. time ranking this thing because clearly neither of us remember it that well. It's been a while. But there's a reason why still in my collection, I remember having a lot of fun with this um, when I played it the last time. And I, I haven't gotten rid of the game. So it's got to be you know, I'm I mean, just gonna go. Yeah, then there's my video yeah, variable scoring, and I know the uh, the the things that you place on your tiles they cannot be, I think, adjacent. You can do corner to corner. No, it looks like you have one adjacent there. I think yeah, there there were corner. adjacency issues and 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 doing corner things and yeah. uh, and you can see. I mean, you've 
you're, you're trying to get the right rides, to get the to get matching color robots, to try to get domination in the various and sundry things. But the whole thing yeah. is driven by the real-time dice rolling, and the first person to say, done! They grab a bonus thing, and then everybody else who wasn't done, I think, gets like two or three. Look, you don't have to do this time. Now you can be very, very careful about your final rolls, you know, kind right. of a thing, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah and in addition to the ride, you can get outhouses that have special powers and whatnot, and you can make your um, your, your your fairgrounds bigger. You can invest so you've got more yep. space to build them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from what I remember, it was, it was it was a fun game, and, you know, now that, you know, this is an older game, Definitely. and I'm looking at some of the, the elements here, like expanding the park, that reminds me of, like, Baron Park. Or yeah, very much so, you're right. Yeah, I just played uh, Ten Penny Pre- uh, Parks uh, from uh, Thunderworks, and it's a similar game uh, in that aspect. So they were definitely influenced by Steam Park. Um, I, I just the whole like robots riding on roller coasters was sort of weird to me, but uh, the game itself I remember being really fun. So I have not played in a while, but it's still my collection, and I don't think I'll have to bring it to the table again. But for right now, my ranking we're gonna go with like a six point eight. I, I, it was 8. not okay. a seven, but uh, perfectly fine. Six point eight. I'm going to rank it right now. That is Steam Park, my friends. I wrote after I got rid of it. Really neat, but core design of some elements is very unbalanced. Oh, I don't. Core again, for like me, I cannot remember what, but I remember having some real problems with the. Um, I mean, I'm sure I say it in my video and my final thoughts. I explain whatever it was yeah. that I thought. Oh, you know, there are some things that are just flat out broken. In this game. Oh, really? Uh, having okay. to do with turn order, if I recall correctly, or turn something. Order. But I can't remember for the life yeah. of me what it was. But this was a game I did not keep because I I felt yeah. there were certain degenerate strategies that just kind of said, oh, just do this and nothing else. Um, uh, which okay. doesn't really matter because this is a game for families, right? Yeah. Um, it's not yeah. really it's for hardcore. For sure. But yeah, I remember really... We both really liked the tactile nature. We like rolling dice really fast. We love Escape. Yeah. And it's a competitive yeah. version of that. But I do remember having some real issues with some balance. But apparently I couldn't be bothered to write it down in my, when I got when it went to gone.rado.com. Yeah. But 6.8. And for me, I will not rank it because I don't rank games I don't like. I just say, hey, uh-huh. I didn't like it. What okay. more do you need to know? I do not understand why the world need why board game geek needs six levels of oh I don't like it I really don't like it I hate it I really hate it a yeah. lot it can die in the fiery sun or whatever it's like look you like it or you don't and this one I thought was neat but I, for life me I'm I'm casting aspersions but I'm sure it's in my final thoughts I'm sure I said what my issue with yeah. it was hey All here's right. a fun fact I just learned right now one of the design there's like three designers on Steam Park yeah one of them was uh, Lorenzo Silva. And yes. he was part of the crew that designed Potion Explosion oh. and Railroad Inc. Wait, oh, Railroad wow, Inc. and The King's Dilemma is... I've never played King's it, Dilemma. but apparently they're amazing. So he went on to yeah. bigger and better things in a big, big way. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Lorenzo. How did your teammates well go? Uh, the oh, other okay. Lorenzo, the the Lorenzo 2, also known as Lorenzo, Lorenzo Tucci Sorrentino. Um, oh, well, Dungeon, well, that Dungeon Fighter. Fighter was actually pretty good. Wow. I, I played that once. And 1960 I, I don't know if I dice like you drop dice on a, a like a bullseye. Uh, yeah, it was it was kinda like it's kinda like uh turning darts 
into yeah. uh into an interesting uh oh, man. Your, that board game was hard yeah that yeah yeah was really hard yep and he got some expansion so that he did pretty well too okay. and the oh, third one ariano he also did dungeon fighter in 1969 all right cool well okay cool. steampark folks if you'd like to know more check out my run through hopefully i did a good job demonstrating and i bet you yeah. anything i i used to be a little bit more if, if i saw something i fundamentally i was broken i, I I was like, ah, fine, okay, just make it go away. These days when I notice there's something, wow, this is a real shame. I will generally tend to suggest if the, if the developers change this, this, or this, it would be great. Maybe I oh. said that in the video a million years ago. I do not remember because it was a long time. But we have ranked a game, mm. a very old game, giving it a 6.8 and a yeah. question mark. <laughs> question mark, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to, you know, this will be one of those things where I need to bring this back to the table and see if it stays in my collection because I've had it for a while now and... Uh, it may be time to move on from it. We shall see. All right. You know what? Let's do one more quickie um, because James last week suggested a shout-out, which is a very rare thing. Nobody ever requests those. Um, and that's just uh, you folks getting us to say something. And what he said is, just talk about how great Steve Finn is. And I could totally do that. Oh, that's easy for me. I love Steve Finn. I love yeah. Steve Finn. Let's go to yeah. Biblios. And uh, and get some uh, Steve Finn love in the world, because man, I just recently played one of his games. Here's uh, the deal: yeah. Why is Steve Finn not on the tip of every design, every gamer's tongue? I mean, first of all, look at him. Look at this happy fella. Um, I forget what he is. Uh, he he's a, he has a doctorate in philosophy. Uh, um, oh, really? The, the do- of Doctor Finn games, but um, yeah, uh, uh, you know, his biggest game has always been um, Biblios, right? Which uh, was uh, published by Yellow, and I think you can still get it fairly regularly. And, and Biblios is—it's such a high watermark to beat. But since then, he's got um, Doctor Finn games. He's been publishing his own stuff, uh, like mm-hmm. Clockwork, for years. He also yeah. regularly teams up with Pencil First Games, uh, Eduardo Baraf and uh, and Beth Sobel, and does really great stuff with them. And yeah, I mean, I have long called him the king of the filler game because he just makes such amazingly fantastic little 15-20 minute games. That yeah. hey. If we had, if the people had voted for little game with big punch, we probably would have talked about some Steve Finn games. No two ways yeah. about it. Yep, uh, yep. And I'm looking at the games that he did. One of them would definitely be on that list. The Whatnot Cabinet. One of the Whatnot Cabinet is year. phenomenal. It awesome, is so awesome good. Nanga yes. Parbat is fantastic. Floriferous is great. Floriferous, one way. Um, I always like Herbaceous. I yep, the Herbaceous. Uh, he's done several game. different games in his Cosmic Run. I think it's a trilogy now. He's done a Roll and Write. He's done a big oh. board version of it. He's done his original one. The Cosmic Run series, the first one, he actually co-designed with his son. And it turned out to be so popular, he's done more iterations on that one than uh, anything else. And um, cool. you know, and he's done different versions of Biblios. Uh, Institute of Magic Arch recently got a comeback. Um, yeah, I, it's I, I you know I, he's got such a wide variety of things he has done over the years, yeah. and I've it's, never played uh, a bad game of his. Every one of his games, you know, even if yeah. it turned out not to be a game for me and Jen, we were both like, I'm really glad I played that. Well, that's cool. I mean, yeah. Oh, what do, about, do, do, did you play the Biblios um, Roll and Write Quill and Parchment? I just uh, yes, I did. I haven't played it yet. Yep. How how did you like that? Well, it's it's Biblios in theme, but it really changed quite a bit of stuff up. It it uh, it uh, it doesn't really have that whole um, you know it's it's more like was it a Roll and Write? No, it wasn't a Roll and Write, but it, it kind of felt like it was like a roll, but then put stuff on a board kind of thing. 
And, oh, um, okay. you know, and, and it, it had just a lot of different paths you were trying to pursue. Um, yeah, this is actually a bigger game for him, as I recall. And I take it oh, back. Okay. It is a roll and write. It, it is. Parchment okay. is a roll and write. Uh, so it's, it's still got the same dice you expect. And, you know, the, they do increase in value, which was the original thing. But there's this whole other thing where you literally travel around and go on a pilgrimage with the, uh, I mean, because the dice are multi-use. They, you can use them for several different things. So uh, it was actually a very cool game. I uh, actually liked it quite a bit. I think my nice. favorite is still Biblios, and probably my number two is Whatnot Cabinet. Yeah, the, that's, I, I've got, I don't know, I think I like, I, I like Floriferous a lot. I've With played good reason. a lot this year. Yeah, that one, and then Whatnot Cabinet. Uh, I mean, I'm a sucker for the uh, straightforward, simple, and uh, elegant play of Herbaceous. Uh, Michelle and I played that a bunch. Uh, Biblios is, is uh, rock solid as well. Yeah, there, there's so many. I don't. I, I agree with you. I've never played one of his games that I did not like or appreciate for for what it is. He, he's a fantastic uh, designer. I, I uh, completely the, agree. I mean, yeah. he for me, he is a designer that if you say, oh, Steve Finn worked on it, okay, I definitely want to check it out. There's yeah. no two ways about it. Uh, I mean, it just guaranteed. I mean, I haven't. Always, I mean, Sunset Over Water uh, was like uh, one we didn't enjoy as much. It was beautiful. I think it had Beth Sobel art, as pencil yeah. games often yeah. do. But I didn't think it worked very well at two. I thought, wow, I'd love to play this at a higher player count. At two, it was just a little bit yeah. too wide open and laid back. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Herbaceous I, Capital I to Copy that. is a great little. Um, Area Control 2-player game. Institute of Magical Arts is a great Area Control 2-player game, but Whatnot Cabinet is next-level stuff. One of the crunchiest, puzzliest games. Whatnot Cabinet deserves to be mentioned in the same sentence as Cascadia and um, Calico, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, you're you're absolutely correct. That is a fantastic game. And again, I don't know why it was. I feel like it's it was overlooked last year. Maybe because of the ra- you know everyone was raving about um, Cascadia, mm-hmm. but whatnot cabinet definitely deserves to be uh, talked about in the same uh, the same breath because it is a absolutely fantastic game. And again, you're playing it. It's twenty five minutes or so, maybe. Yep. Yep, but yep. Yep. Every single turn is crunchy. Like you said, it's it's a Fantastic. Game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just really delicious crutchiness. Um, a yeah. tile drafting game, trying to get um, you know consistent rows and columns as you draft them, uh, matching colors, matching types. G- yeah. Just brilliant, brilliant game. Um, one of my faves of recent years. Yeah. Oh, and I love that action selection at the top there. You t- oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. This. I mean, there have been several people, well, right? Who yeah. have um, you know? Who have taken inspiration from King Domino, um, okay. you know, including Steve with uh, Floriferous. But this one yeah. really takes that King Domino vibe in a whole different direction and does fresh, new, cool stuff with it. Um, yeah, Steve Finn deserves all Steve the Finn. accolades. Every time yeah. he put when when he teams up with Pencil first, the games generally tend to do pretty well. When he does his yeah. own Kickstarters, they always tend to just like. They succeed and they fund, and year after year, he gets them out to people like Clockwork. Yeah. And I just don't quite get why he hasn't taken off. Generally speaking, when he does his own games, he does not chase after really high-end art. Right? Okay. So that's okay. going to be a problem. I mean, not that his yeah. games tend to lend themselves to really amazing art, because they tend to be fun, fast, punchy, little cerebral games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm the biggest you know, Steve Finn fan in the world, and yeah. I would shout out for him all day. Good suggestion, Damn. audience. Great, great call. And just one more thing: when What's he's that? doing the stuff with like pencil first, I yeah. love the fact. <clears throat> excuse me, I love the fact that you know a lot of times they partner with Beth Sobel, but 
you know, it's the themes of the games. These are not, you know, your typical mm-hmm. fantasy games or sci-fi or you know, Western or whatever. I mean, you're talking about like going to check out, you know, paintings or uh, growing an herb garden or walking down a flower path. I love that in yeah. this game. You know, the whatnot cabinet. You're literally just walking along the beach, picking up curios for a cabinet. I mean, exactly. That's wonderful. Yep. You know, I love yeah, that. Yeah, beautiful um, games that you could definitely teach anybody to play. But unlike a lot of gateway games that Jen and I just do not have time for because they're just too light. Um, you know, when Steve sits down and does them, he said, no, there's, there's something here for a hardcore gamer geek too, but you can still play it with your mother-in-law over tea. Um, yes. Yeah. Cannot sing 100%. the man's praises enough. All the shout outs in the world of oh, there's Eduardo, his frequent collaborator to yeah. Steve Finn, as I often refer to him, the king of the filler. I know I said that once in a video and he started actually putting that quote in all his Kickstarters. But I stand nice. by it. I mean, they're just absolutely yeah. fantastic. I, I will stand there with you, my friend. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Nanga Parbat. Oh, my gosh. Such a great game. Shay covered this one for the channel. This is another incredibly brilliant, fast-playing little two-player um, reverse drafting duel that is just so sharp. So sharp. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just got. I just received a copy. I have not played it yet. but You will um, love it. I will have to check out today's video. You and Michelle yeah. will adore it. It's great. It's got tons of... I mean, this is actually a higher quality production than what he normally does. All these cool little um, animal meeples. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. That was a fun right. one. Hey, more requests like that, right. folks. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. More uh, uh, retrospectives. Shout out uh, our friend Kabuki Kid. Yes. Uh, Kabuki said... My favorite metal is old school original metal, NWOBHM, thrash, that kind of era, mostly 70s, 80s. Do you have any idea, Rado, what NWOBHM is? Because I know what it is. All right. Old school metal, NWOBHM. I have no idea. Northwest, original brew. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's uh, the new wave of British heavy metal. Oh, wow. That's what it is. <laughs> Around that uh, 70s, 80s area. Oh, so uh, that's like, what? um, uh, I Want to Be Anarchy. It's, um, all I can think of is the name Steve Finn now. Uh, Yeah, um, Johnny Rotten and that kind of stuff. That's like... That that's like seventies era punk. Uh, this okay. is heavy metal stuff like uh, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Uh, I think Def Leppard was part of that uh, wave as well. Uh, but I I am also a fan of Kabuki Kid. I just want to say uh, I know what you're talking about. And um, yeah. well, I think we I, all have to uh, bow our heads in reverence to Wigwam. <laughs> Wigwam, <laughs> because of the the Peacemaker title yes, song. Yeah, that's right. Um, Kabuki Kid, yeah, 79 just uh, verifying that's yeah, that I that is my jam as well, my friend. I, wow. I enjoy those, yeah, I enjoy that music, um, very, very much. Um, take away my old man, else? at least I could say, oh, I'm an old man, at least I know old references. Apparently, I know no references whatsoever. Oh, well, that, that was pr- the, the new wave of British, that, that's pretty niche, I yeah. Think. I would say that so. type of music, you would, you would know it, yeah. I would say so, music. definitely, yeah. Okay, we'll take right. now. Let's give some stuff away, shall we? Yeah. Let's do shall it. we? What were we giving away this week? Um, well, first of all, let me just—I I will take a second just to check because Ruel snuck the secret word in last week, and oh my gosh, never before <laughs> have more people had to—you know—who are folks? Did you know if you subscribe to the show and you cannot find the secret word, you can just direct message me, or if you um, back the show on Patreon, um, dozens of people had to get the hint this week. So don't feel bad if you had to ask, folks. Where did you sneak it in, Ruel? 
folks. It was, it was, so I normally, what we normally do is before we go on, uh, you know, well, I mean, when you all help us decide what secret word we do, we will take notes as far as where we're going to play a place it in the games that we're talking about. This time I had, you know, I had said, I was, I was going to say it on one of my games, but when Richard started talking about one of his games, I just found the perfect opportunity to say, now what game was it? Oh my gosh. What was the secret word? It was, uh, the secret oh, word was Kinesia and you snuck it into ta- my entry, which was tapestry. And you actually, I mean, it should totally be noticeable because I had finished talking about tapestry. We went back to just, Oh, we're doing some wrap up. And you said, Hey, 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 could you bring tapestry back on screen? I want right. to talk about it some more. And yeah. like, well, this has never happened before. And it was, but apparently you did it so smoothly that a lot of people totally missed that you then had said, this game could have been designed by Reiner Knizia. Yeah, I did, I, I did give that little pause, or well, hopefully I did, and uh, made it clear. But we, we sort of tricked you last week. And that was just, a, I called an audible. I just, it was like the perfect opportunity. So, folks, you never know when we're going to say it. So, it was a good attention. call. And um, so we had a bunch of entries, and they are all entering to win a copy of Paradox Initiative, which is fantastic. Did you have fun playing yes. it with the Brothers Murph yesterday after I, your we technical did. difficulties? We, re- we we really enjoyed it. We were um, that whole the the mechanism of playing. Basically, you're playing Bejeweled, right? Right. And, uh, you know that 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 was so new to us as far as like a, uh, incorporating it with the rest of the board game where you're oh none of you had played it before us. okay no no we never played it before we just we did a couple of sample turns before we went live and then we just went live it's like hey here's the paradox initiative we taught it we played it and we had we had a good time with it so yeah folks are going to really enjoy this game it's already fully funded on Kickstarter oh so. yeah 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 yep yeah. it's doing very very well um and okay the artwork folks oh when gosh. you see the artwork up close you're gonna love it it's so amazing. many different artists contributed to it oh my gosh jaw dropping looking game yes um uh, i'm sure at the end of the year it's gonna get lots of you know best art of the year awards um it better yeah yeah it yeah, better. yeah totally just, yeah no ifs ands or buts about it all right let's go on ahead i just checked we had one late entry so i'm literally gonna copy paste them in matthias you made it in just under the wire sir wow. and uh, let's see who wins one copy of paradox initiative Spin, Good luck, spin, everybody. Here spin. we go. Spin, spin, spin. Wow, there's a lot of entries. JW Spiker! JW is a regular. He might actually be in the chat as we speak. All JW, right. step up and um and, and accept your award. Congratulations. <laughs> well done. Although, of course, Good. this will be one time he's not here. Yep. I do not yep. see him. He has not chatted. And normally he's he's a pretty regular. All right, yeah. congratulations. Oh, no, he did. He's here. There he says, is. sweet. Um, we need uh, JW. You need to make an acceptance speech now. Um, accepting on behalf of JW. Um, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All righty. Cool, cool, cool. So we've got that out of the way. And um, I think it's already been... All right, can you use the word donuts in one of your... Because we got to get the show on the road. Yeah, I, I was. that's what I was doing when you are spinning. <gasps> oh. I, it's... It will be very difficult for me to. I think I. I going. think I can. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. I think I've got one. I just need to do a quick check. So, uh, see if J. How J. W. is doing with it. With his, yeah, you know, if he's JW, picked himself up off the floor. Um, uh, everyone's asking for a speech for J. Dub. Um, <laughs> and well, there he is, right there. Uh, he said, and sure enough, the feature is not working now. Come on, come on. Oh no. Chat. Oh. Anyway. It, yeah, uh, JW says many thanks to win this one. It's the one I was considering backing. So awesome! Well done. Save yourself a little coinage, and uh, don't forget to. Um, uh, well, you, uh, Richard will uh, contact you for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I've got his email because that's how people enter, okay. and so we'll cool. we'll get that 
afterwards. Yeah, yeah, okay, I do have one. I do have one. Okay, so you can do it. Okay. I mean, I could force it, but nope, I Nope, nope, nope. I've got a very natural lead-in. Easy peasy, okay. in fact. All right, let's awesome. see here. I just need to... All right. So for um, those who just joined us, we will be uh, the the secret word is going to be donut uh, during the show when we start recording. Uh, for the record, it's going to be donuts. I can I know donut. that right now. Okay. I know how I'm going to say it. It'll be yep. the plural. Donuts is the secret word. All right. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Um. Perfect. 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 Uh. All right. You know what? I'm going to make another note. Uh, okay. So That's I will good. be able to. Oh, Spiska, thanks for asking. Yes, the uh, puppies are doing well. Are they uh, They are, are they banished from the room? They're not banished. They're just they're sleeping in the room. And uh, we're, hopefully it's going to stay like that for the next two hours or hour or so as we complete the show. But if you do hear barking, folks, those are our two new pugs, Meeple and Mookie. Of course, we had to name one Meeple because we're gamers. But we are also Dodger fans, so we named uh, Mookie after... The uh, Los Angeles Dodger Mookie bets. Um, and we just think there's a... You know what's f- funny, too? The uh, M&M, right? So we have M&M. And I happen to have a hat that has an M&M on it uh, called, for the game Mythic Mischief. And it just worked perfectly. I'm going to wear that hat from now on wherever I go for Meeple <laughs> and Mookie. So thanks for asking, uh, friend. Appreciate that. Excellent. Um, let's see. What else do we got? I think that's it as far right. as uh, chat is going. I have made uh, my notes. Said the US, uh, Book of Nerds, uh, no, the USB hub uh, came back to life. I re- reincarnated it this, uh, this morning. It's all good. Thank you. I mean, how did they do that much damage? I mean, do you just was, have every, do you have like some kind of fragile house of cards just off camera? <laughs> Pretty much. And with two pugs rather than one, like one went this way and one went this way and they just took everything out. You know, they spread out and did as much damage as they could. Do they have bad eyesight? Ugly. They're not capable of walking around things? They got so excited. They're like, Amazon guy, ah! And they, they, yeah. Pretty much how I react when I hear the doorbell. Like, games, come to the door, you know? So, <laughs> they're definitely gaviolas. <laughs> okay, all right. That is excellent. All right, I've got my notes set up. I've got the browser um, now set to Fun Again because this week it's a Fun Again sponsored show. We're doing um, a hot upcoming games or, you know, games that we'd buy right now. And let's see, do I have the box covers? Hey, folks, look at this. Use code R&R at checkout to get 10% off your purchase this week only. Nice. Which I have no idea if they did this on purpose, but this month is the uh, 10th anniversary of Rotto Runs Through. I did not work this out with them. They just said, hey, this week you'd like oh. to do a $10 off or 10% off if you use a Rotto code. And I'm like, well, what do you know? It's my 10th anniversary. How perfect is that? Wow, 10 years. 10 awesome. years. Congratulations. 10 years. That, cl- that is quite an achievement. I mean, how many other channels can say they've been around for 10 years talking about board games? Not, uh, not a small handful. Dice Tower, maybe? And, Dice uh, Tower, Rodney, um, Rodney. Uh, Shut Up and Sit Down. Um, Those uh, are the big ones. Yeah. Right? There must be a couple more. I'm just... Um, uh, yeah, uh, Lance Mike's or the Undead Viking very rarely, but does occasionally still do a video. But okay, pretty yeah, rarely these days. So I wouldn't say well, he's that's... doing it regularly. I mean, yeah. it's wow. a, it's. I'm in a very small group. Um, made my 10. That is done my time. That is quite an achievement, and congratulations. And uh, Joel Eddy, although, yeah, Joel, I mean, actually, yeah, Joel Eddy just finished um, our fundraising to start kicking up again. Yes, you're right. Joel Eddy is fantastic. Thank oh, you, okay. Kabuki. He, uh, I mean, I've, I learned a lot from him. He uh, definitely gave me some advice over the years and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoy his show as well, although not very regular. I mean, in terms of regularity, 
there's, I guess, really me, Tom, and yeah. I mean, I mean, right. I, shut up and sit down. I guess they're fairly regular, right? I mean, no, yeah, for the longest time they did one video a week. I think they do like two or three videos a month now, which yeah, I guess is yeah. you could say regular. Yeah. So yeah, or, uh, it's or, a. Yeah. I mean, a small club. Uh, the ten timers. Um, wow. To use the that SNL reference. Amazing. So that means. Let's see. You've been on ten years. Uh, what year? So that was uh, twenty twelve. Yep, twenty twelve. Uh, uh, late so, March, I put my first uh, video up on Vimeo because back then they wouldn't Vimeo. let you put vi- you, videos on YouTube that were over ten minutes long unless you got some kind of special waiver. And so I like, oh, oh I have wow. to post this on Vimeo, and this is terrible. No one's going to see this. And I figured out what I had to do to get the permission. And then it was um, April second, uh, twenty twelve, that I put uh, um, Helvetia, my first run through, on YouTube. Oh, that's amazing! So twenty twelve, that I got into the hobby in twenty fifteen. Oh wow! So you're a young. And I remember watch. I don't remember the first one I watched of yours, but I know it was at least. I mean, it was right after I got in the hobby. So I'm thinking twenty fifth, late twenty fifteen. I probably started watching you. And um, I never would have guessed all those years ago that I would be hosting a regular <laughs> show with you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah say again, I cannot well. thank you enough for the opportunity. And I, I mean, I, I love uh, working with you here. And um, I like I tell everyone, you know, that I talk to, I learn so much every week with you, Richard. And uh, again, thank you so much uh, for having me on and uh, just for doing all you can for the board game community. Heck, you know. Uh, you've taught me so many games that you've never known that you've taught me before just because I watch your videos so much, you know? <laughs> it's wonderful. So, it's, again, it is definitely a long road. I just well actually, um, you know, for people back on Patreon at the $2 a month level, I do a monthly ramble. And the ramble I did this month was a 90-minute retrospective where I just opened up YouTube, sorted by reverse date, and just started going through all the old videos. And um, you're looking wow. for milestones. You know, when was the first time I did this? When was the first time this happened? Um, you know, and just uh, you know, talking about how you know what what were my keys to success? You know, and and, and yeah, I ended up talking for like 90 minutes, and then I realized, oh crap! I, at no point in that 90 minutes did I talk about Paulo and how. So actually, I had to do some research, and then I wrote like a small treatise about how he came on board. So mm-hmm. if uh, if you're ever interested in really digging deep, folks. Two bucks, you can know everything. And then you can just do right. it for one month and see all my rambles, about like three or four years <laughs> worth of rambles I've done. Um, but yeah, that's no, neither I'm here sure you're talking about. I'm sure you're talking about in the video, but let me ask you if, you, if yeah. you don't mind sharing. When did you make the transition from the handheld camera to the non-handheld Oh, I did camera? talk about that in the video, yes. Um, okay. It was a slow... I mean, I actually, I pointed out the first time I ever had a static camera. Um, because here's uh, the thing. All right, all right, here's one little bit of insight. Of course, for like my first two or three years, I was literally filming, you know, like this with an iPhone yeah. 4, right? And this is very jittery to film this way. And so after my first two or three films, and my first two or three are the jitteriest they could possibly be, what I did is, we I totally forgot about this until I was doing the retrospective. Um, Ruel, you remember how we used to, uh, the early days of our smartphones, we'd have to buy TomTom to have GPS stuff, and yeah. um, you had to buy these weird big suction cup things that would stick on yep. your dashboard, and then you can put them there. I had one of those, and I took it out of the car, rejiggered it, and reshaped it so that it was kind of like holding the, um, you know, I could hold it kind of like this. And I was just holding oh. on to this weird amorphous bracket from my car, and then, um, you know, things started getting a lot smoother using my phone. And um, okay. and so the first time I ever had a static cam, it was it was um, town center, which was so tiny that I could actually have the camera this close to it on, and it would all fit in frame. So that was the first time I ever just used that little car bracket and stuck it to the table and took a shot. Oh. That was like 
video number 20 or something like that. But then um, a few years later, once I had a two camera set up, I actually set up a second camera to, so that everything like from year three on had static camera options. And yeah, I went into all of this stuff, an incredible amount of detail about how the cool. show has evolved over the years. Um, right. Yeah, 90 minutes of just nonstop wow. talking like this. It was ridiculous. Ah, that's awesome. And so people can uh, do this, uh, see all this stuff by uh, becoming a patron for at the $2 level. Is that uh, Yeah, yeah. $2, $1, you basically get to vote on stuff and you get all the, you, you get a you get a stream avatar, you get discounts on merch, you get the secret words and all of that stuff. $2, you get the monthly ramble. $3, you get um, early advanced sneak peeks of videos, usually a couple of weeks, sometimes a couple of months early before the videos go live. $5, you get the Rotto Recluse, where every month I film a complete solo game from start to finish. The one I just finished filming the other day, which uh, people will be seeing soon, is this um, Viticulture World. Whoa. I did a full solo run through of it, um, only for my level five recluse backers. And then what is it? Ten gets the Gen Jog. That's the recollect where every month Gen does a hey, I'm gonna rate every game I played this month. You know the same thing that you and I do, but I do it with Gen, so you get like a completely new perspective. Then at fifteen every month, Gen and I do a full playthrough of an entire game from start to finish, just for exclusive viewers. And then there's some other higher level stuff. At one level, I actually start. I send you a real world postcard anywhere in the world and I do other oh, stuff wow. at the higher levels but um, yeah if you want to see that Rotto um, the most recent ramble you can just just sign up for two bucks and then just cancel it at the end of the month and for that month you can watch I think there's like four years worth of rambles like one time I interviewed my mom and the audience asked questions about what was I like as a kid what kind of games did we play growing up I, I've done all kinds of things the only negative top 10 I ever did top 10 overrated games was a ramble only my ramblers get to see it you know, that kind of wow. stuff. There it is, folks. A lot of stuff you can check out. Uh, consider yes. backing uh, on Patreon. Apologies that this... Um, I did not intend for this to become a commercial, but... Hey. You know, we're, well, uh, we're celebrating your 10 years. There you a, go. A, a creator, so... Yep. Yeah, no worries. And okay. Cool. All right. So... We, uh, we know the secret word is donuts. I'm going to be saying it. Um, we're fun again. We're doing a countdown of, of the games we would buy, having gone through stuff. And um, we don't have a game on the table because the uh, because it's the uh, $50 gift certificate winner plus the 10% thing. And uh, and that's it. I think... Anything else? Am I forgetting anything? No, I think... Oh, we, we, I know I'm forgetting one thing. The... The, uh, the Battle Royale. That's what we need to do. Fight! Here we go. All right, folks. Got to get the blood pumping. Yes. And don't worry, you will be reincarnated after all the uh, bloodshed here. <laughs> yes, after... Virtual bloodshed, as we say. <laughs> all right. Oh, Let's see. Wow, Once again, Duck of Death is gigantic. He's hard to miss. Yes. Right there in the middle. Worst place to be, surrounded by everybody. And Duck of Death makes go, go, an immediate go. run over to the left and throws down with Denoga and then keeps on running. So far, he's doing okay, even though he's the biggest thing in the crowd. Oh, but he's down to half-life, and he's completely surrounded. Run away, Duck! Run back to the right! And um, he stops to fight um, Holy Diver, I think? And it, uh, and it looks like he takes out Exacting Vampire. Duck of Death brought the death to Exacting... He killed an immortal! But it just... And now I think it's over for him. Nope. Turn around. He does a backstab on Goblin, not 1918. Duck of Death is truly the Duck of Death. But the show is over. Taken out by Nazgoth and the gigantic double hammer. Nazgoth looks like the odds on favor is almost completely full health. Everybody else is almost dead. Although Zedarek just picked up a health pack. Kabuki Pig, Kabig tries to take down the Nazgoth. Could not touch him. 
All those little star power did not help. And now, Nazgoth and... T nope, Tibby Blue turns around and runs. Everybody runs away from Nazgoth. And Nazgoth just very slowly, very deliberately. And it comes down to Nazgoth and Zeta. Close health. Um, Zeta, uh, Zeta is almost gone. Zeta makes a run for the health pack. Zeta, double... What just happened? Zeta just double-sized and said, I don't need the health pack. I'm literally twice as big as Nazgoth. I don't understand what just happened. But it didn't happen. It became a David versus Goliath. And, uh... Wow. All right, congratulations. So, yes. Congrats. Well done. <laughs> what just happened there? Why? That was insane, right? Oh, Nazgoth wasn't oversized. He just is wearing such a huge helmet, I thought he was oversized. Oh, and it's just okay. Zeta, right at that moment, um, spent uh, channel points to become oversized as if it would help. I don't think it helps at all. <laughs> um, although Duck of Death did pretty well, too. Um, nice fight, folks. Yep. <laughs> Very dramatic, very dramatic. All right. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. That was a whole bunch of silliness. Oh, I didn't realize I was full screen this whole time. Oopsie doops. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, let's uh, get the show on the road. All righty, then. Let me... Um, that got the blood pumping. Got to lose the slippers yeah. now. And uh, get ready to go. You're ready to go? I am good to go. All righty. And uh, ba -ba -ba. putting on the notice, folks, please, if anybody shows up late, let them know that we... Although, man, why do we never pay attention to the chat, Ruel? We're so bad. What happened? We're just not paying attention to the chat. Oh, I know. We're well, so wrapped up in each other. We got so wrapped up talking about donuts and whatnot. And we talked we a bit much about more about donuts than we probably should have, quite yeah, frankly. Was, Apologies for that, that, folks. But no. I we, still we say do appreciate everyone here. Thank you for watching this. Yes, has been thank the you. Free show. We've got plenty. You know, we'll stick around a little uh, while afterwards too. If you don't, if if you have time, we'll do some Q and A. You know, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yes. Uh, and so, folks, if you have questions, start your comment with a question mark so it will show up in the queue, and we will be doing Q and A with you after we get through the show. But right now, we got to get through this show. Um, right. So, where are we? And what what uh, what number is this one? This is number 37. 37. All right, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Bring the browser back. <clears throat> All right, I think the browser is ready to go. Yep, okay. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, episode 37 of the r, &R Show is brought to you by Fun Again Games. And hello, Ruel. How are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic, my friend. And congratulations, oh. by the way, on 10 years of Rotter <laughs> Runs Through. I'm so excited and happy for you, but I'm also blown away that you've been doing this for 10 years. 10 years. 10 years! To uh, quote Gross Point Blank, uh, one of my wife's favorite. <laughs> we always just out 10 years for no reason. But today, it actually... Right. I've been doing this, folks, since 20. Tw uh, since 2012 when I first picked up that little iPhone 4 and decided to film a game and honestly I had no expectation it would go this long or grow this big or expand this is my 
the the thing that has made me happiest over 10 years of doing this is um you know bringing Ruel onto the channel and getting to do this show with him every week and bringing Shay onto the channel and now Kimberly Tolson is starting to knock it out of the park and hopefully if all goes well folks at the end of this week the latest contributing channel uh is going to show up they've got a phenomenal run through of Radlands I can't wait for everybody to see it and uh yeah the sky's the limit this first 10 years have worked out pretty well We'll see how the next 10 years go. But it's interesting, Ruel, that you should mention the number 10. Because our sponsor this week is Fun Again Games. And in case you didn't notice on the uh, logo screen, this week until April 25th, if you are at all interested in anything you might see for sale at funagain.com, if during checkout you use the secret code R&R, or I should say R-Ampersand-R, right? That's what the and is. It's an ampersand, I believe. Yes. Yes, okay, cool. I thought I lost you there for a second. Um, if you use that in the code, you will get 10% off your purchase, which I had no idea they were going to offer this this week. It's a total coincidence as they're doing this uh, in the month of our 10th anniversary. So we're just going to say that, oh, it, to celebrate, we pulled an extra little uh, something special for you folks, although that wasn't the case go. at all. <laughs> Um, but it works out. It, yeah, it, it works, works out yet. pretty well. And um, especially, there's even more savings to be had because uh, Funnigan Games uh, is sponsoring the show, which means one lucky viewer today will also get a $50 gift certificate from Funnigan Games um, that they can use for towards their shipping or towards their purchases. Well, how do they get that? Well, the way you're going to get it, folks, is just watch the show, listen carefully, and one of us is going to say the secret word during a game that we're talking about. And today's secret word is donuts. Yes, those wonderful, correct. delectable breakfast treats that we all know and love. Donuts. One of us is going to say it. And what you need to do is write down the or type in the name of the game that one of that we're talking about at that time, and then send that game over the game title over to an email at rado contest at rado.com and you'll be entered to win the giveaway. So again, the secret word is donuts. One of us is going to say it. Be sure to uh, pay attention. Yes, yeah, sadly, the secret word is not fritters, which would be my preference, <laughs> but I just had uh, my the rug pulled out from under me in the pre-show for today. We were talking about donuts, and somebody in the audience pointed out that an apple fritter, which is the greatest donut in the world, is not technically a donut, which yeah, I reject we... <laughs> flat out. Fritters are still the best donuts, and I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> now we again for in the pre-show show we did sort of argue what the best donuts were but we were both our worlds were rocked when we found out <laughs> apple fritters were not considered donuts i'm still sort of blown away by that i'm gonna have to stand with you richard i think donuts or fritters are donuts they may not be the best I, my favorites are tiger tails but what are you gonna do at least we can agree that they're both donuts well folks that was a brief sneak peek at just the kind of silliness you can get in the r&r extended edition if you hit that eye up in the top right corner screen or follow the links in the show notes there's like an extra hour of us talking about donuts and game related things things, I promise. Uh, we did a very loving retrospective of one of our combined favorite designers of all time today. We'll be doing some Q&A after the show. So if you like the R&R, but you felt like, I want more, how can I get more? Hit that I, follow the links in the show notes to watch the extended edition. But 
yeah. all that out of the way, we are going to be counting down um, our top 10 games we would go out and buy right now, which is a episode we do once a month, trying to keep our finger on the pulse of new stuff that has come out, or sometimes older stuff that you can just find for an incredible deal, and it's just impossible to pass that up. Are you ready to go? Do you have your 10 um, queued up, Ruel? Yes, I am ready to go. I am fired up to talk about these games because I would definitely drop some cash on all of these right now. Okay, well then, folks, um, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, and be listening for one of us to say the word donuts, and you know what to do after the show. You will have a week to um, get your entry in. Uh, We don't draw until the following um, Tuesday, so you have until the 26th of April to get your entry in. And we actually, during the extended edition of the show, is when we announce the winner. Uh, You have until the 25th, which is Monday of next week, to use the special code R ampersand R R and R during checkout to get 10% off anything uh, that you want to pick up at Fun Again. And hey, maybe some of the ones we're about to talk about might pique your interest. So Ruel, with that out of the way, what is our number 10? Our number 10 is a game that I saw first, uh, thanks to you, and oh, yeah. let's see if it's going to pop up here, thanks to one of your run-throughs, it's Flourish. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Flourish, I mean, it looks beautiful. Uh, maybe it's the the springtime that's gotten in me, but um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it's just a beautiful garden-building game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, card drafting and set collection. You're creating a garden. I thought it was interesting that you would point it out that you could play it solo, like cooperatively, or you can play competitively. I always like having those options. Yep. And uh, what really caught my eye was not only the beautiful artwork and stuff, but just the way it's draft. Uh, you do the draft, right? You take a card, you're going to play one, but you're also going to give cards to your neighbors at the same time. Correct. Uh, so, And then you're going to eventually use those um, you know, as the game continues. And that reminded me of one of my favorite games. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played a game by called Zany Penguins. I have um, never even heard of Zany Penguins. It's it's a Bruno Cathala game. Oh wow! From back okay. in the day, a small box game, and he had a similar mechanism where you're playing cards, but you're also giving cards to the players on your left and right. Yep. Um, it's uh, it's got a little bit of uh, area majority, but you know that that's a different type of game. But that's what this reminded me of. And that's why I really really want to play this game, and it's on sale right now at Fun Again for a couple of bucks off, and mm-hmm. this would be a great cha- uh, chance to ch- uh, check it out. And that is. Flourish. Uh, I'll let you speak a little more because you have experience with the game. Um, that is a I good choice. I believe you and Jen enjoyed it, right? Oh yeah, we both liked it quite a bit. Now uh, you're bearing the lead. This is from the same design couple as Everdell. Yes, yeah, that was that was another thing I wanted to mention. Yes, uh, James <laughs> Wilson and his partner. I I, I forget her. Uh, uh, I forget her name, but uh, yeah, his partner. They, they uh, Clarissa did, uh, Wilson. Yeah, Clarissa James Wilson. and Clarissa right. Wilson. Um, and you know, this is, don't get me wrong. I mean, Everdell is a beautiful, wonderful, charming, gateway-ish uh, worker placement game. This, as you said, is a card drafting game. But unlike Sushi Go or Seven Wonders, where every turn you're going to pick one card for yourself and then just hand the rest to your neighbor, you know, that's just kind of become the norm. In this game, you pick one for yourself, you pick one for the player to the left, you pick one for the player to the right, and then you draw three more cards and refill your hand. So unlike most drafting games, you have a lot of control over your hand. And often you're like, okay, this is an incredibly powerful card, but it's hugely risky. 
If I were to play this right now, I know people would ensure I never get what I need to finish this. They'll never, they'll never show up in the draft because I'll reveal what I want. I will keep it secret and keep it safe and then play it like to the second to the last round. But that means you are clogging up your hand um, and uh, you're, that means you're having to give other stuff away to your opponents. There's a lot of really clever stuff. And um, it also came, like you said, with different modes. You could play cooperatively. It also came with several different modules you could turn on that uh, take it from just kind of a gateway plus into a, an incredibly crunchy game uh, with a lot of positional element, uh, you know, elements when you play the cards out in front of you. Beautiful, gorgeous game. And um, honestly, I was kind of surprised it didn't get more attention from folks considering the pedigree uh, since it's from the Everdell folks. Uh, a good yeah. number 10. An excellent yeah. number 10, I should say. Flourish. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, don't, I was wondering about that because I didn't, I had no idea who the designers were until I, you know, dove a little deeper into the BGG page. I was like, oh wow, Everdell. I'm like, I don't know if they, if you know, for whatever reason they didn't hype that up or whatever. But yeah, uh, that's our start for the list. Number ten. What do we have for number nine? I'm glad you asked. Let me uh, go on ahead and tell you because this is another one that I kind of feel is fall. You know, what you call it? Not sliding under the radar. Flying under, the, flying under the radar. Flying under the radar. Yeah. I, I do not understand why our number nine public market has not caught the attention of players quite as much. Because it is from the designed super trio of um, Molly Johnson, Robert Melvin, and uh, Sean Stankowitz. And I mean, I mean, you know, obviously we're both hardcore gamers. We know who these are. But in case you don't, let's talk about their games instead. Um, Truffle Shuffle, Verdant, Ten. Point salad, dollars to donuts. These three have been putting out some of the coolest usually often food-themed games over the last <laughs> few years. And the thing about Public Market, which is a uh, a commercial fishing simulation, is by far their heaviest game. These three tend to put out very simple, lightweight, you know, gateway uh, games. You know, I, I think probably Point Salad is their biggest hit to date. But this one is much richer, and there's a lot going on. Every round, you're going to have a worker placement auction, where it takes worker placement and uses it in auction style to determine player order and what bonuses everybody gets. And uh, player order determines who's going to get first dibs on these awesome Tetris-y polyomino pieces. We talked about this in a recent show, how most polyomino games just stick to Tetris. You have the S, you have the L, you have the O. This game says to heck with it. How about the question mark? How about the lowercase h? You get really complex pieces, kind of like Isle of Cassie. You're trying to squeeze Squeeze them all in to your ice chest because they represent all the fish that you're catching. And now, the whole game could be that. Oh, we auction to see who gets the fish first, and we're just trying to pack them in tight and efficiently into our ice chest. But then there's this whole other element of the game because there are catches of the day, and you're trying to collect certain types. There's an economy because you have to take them back and sell them on the open market, and you're racing to be the first to fulfill these contracts. So there is a lot going on. And if you like heavier polyomino games. Anybody who likes Isle of Cats, um, not for the cats necessarily, because this is all about fish, but for the really rich, intricate gameplay that goes so far above and beyond what you normally give with this type of game, you really owe it to yourself to check out our number nine, Public Market. Yeah, I, you know, I remember this game when it came out, and yes, it, it, it's totally fine under the radar, because I didn't even know it was by this trio of designers, who I love. All those games, Point Salad, Truffle Shuffle, everything... 
wow, I need to play this game ASAP, especially if it's got polyominoes. Oh my gosh, this sounds like my jam. Yeah, I, I think, I I think um, you'll be really surprised, because again, it's much heavier than most. Another thing, too, when I was actually making my half of this list, I tend to go and, you know, with the games I'm picking, I also looked, well, where are these available? And I was really surprised. This is pretty much sold out almost everywhere. But Fun Again still has oh. copies of it. And, okay. um, and hey, this week, you can get 10% off with the uh, code um, R&R. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, that's number uh, nine. What's number eight? Let's move on to our number eight. Our number eight is Hero Realms, the Lost Village campaign deck. Oh, I see. So, yes, Hero Realms, I absolutely love. It's a deck-building game. Um, if you know Star Realms uh, from the same company, Wise Wizard Games, uh, fantastic deck builder. Hero Realms is a the- retheme of that. Rather than sci-fi, it's heroes. But it's a little more combo-y from what I, uh, from what I remember. And, you know, I, I really enjoy it. But they also do this really cool thing where it's normally a competitive game, but they put out these campaign-style games, which are cooperative games. And you mm-hmm. you have a story that you follow. Uh, the first one was called uh, The Ruin of Thundar. Yeah. And this is the new one, The Lost Village. So this picks up where the last campaign left off, which I've played part of. I don't think I've completed the first campaign, but I just thought it was really cool. You have an adventure book. It has different chapters you're going to read through. And what's really neat, and I don't know if you played this one, Richard, This is you get character packs that you can level up your you have yep. asymmetric powers and then when you do the campaign you can level up as well oh it's so much fun um and i'm looking forward to this next uh, adventure i mean i need to complete the first one but i'm looking forward <laughs> to this one as well uh the lost village uh the hero realms uh next uh, campaign yeah 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 i um we played the previous one ruins of thundar or thandar um i did a run through of it if you want to check it out and here's the deal i don't understand uh ruel why people play star realms when they could play hero realms uh, to me, yeah. I mean, there's so much more going on with that game, and and honestly, I I really enjoy the the you know the rich, vibrant, colorful fantasy world rather than just a bunch of generic spaceships in space. I mean, I mean, obviously, <laughs> Star Realms is is hugely popular, but uh, Hero Realms, which is basically a fantasy version of Star Realms, got so much more interesting when you started getting these campaign boxes coming out. And like I said, this yeah. is the second one, a good good choice. Yeah. Uh, do do you know is this an expansion, or is it a fully standalone? I believe it's a fully standalone, but okay. it does continue the story of right. uh, Thandar. Yeah. Cool, cool, I keep cool. saying Thundar. I'm thinking Thundar the Barbarian. <laughs> I, I don't know why. but Do not tempt me, or I will just literally verbatim spit out the entire opening, the entire three-minute opening of Thundar Barbarian, as I loved that show so much as a kid. Ariel Ukla Ride is... I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Demon Dogs! Lords of Light! Oh my gosh. Anyway... Where's our Where's it. our Thunder the Barbarian board game industry? Come right? on, yeah, Where, that someone's got to have pick up Renegade Games. You're giving us GI Joe. You're giving us Transformers. Put yeah. that stuff to the side. Bring us the Jack Kirby goodness. Bring us Thundar the Barbarian. Yeah. We want Thundar. We Absolutely. want Thundar bad. Now that um, wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> That was another little sneak peek as the kind of stuff that normally happens during the extended edition yep. of the show. It kind of bled into the main show here where we're trying to, to stay on target. Sorry about that, folks. All right, <laughs> Alrighty, cool. Well, that was an excellent entry. I um, Yeah, I totally missed that one. But let's move on now to number seven, Riverside. And uh, yeah, this is, a, again, I... I, I 
I'm surprised. I, I seem to gravitate this week towards the uh, the under-the-radar games. Um, although, to be fair, I think um, Riverside had a very small release originally in Europe. And I think it was very, very difficult to get your hands on for a while. And I think it might still be pretty tough to find. But um, Fun Again has it. And uh, I, I'm just going to tell you right now, folks, this is great. This is one of the best rolling rights that came out last year. And you don't have to take my word for it. Uh, Z Garcia of the Dice Tower put this game in his top 10 of the year. Um, so that's big. And, uh, and with good reason. It is a game where we are running a, uh, a what do you call it, a cruise line through um, the Nordic Fjords. And every round, we're going to roll a bunch of dice that kind of represent the potential tourists who will be on your boat. And also kind of represent the crew as well. And we're going to draft these dice and use them to fill up different lines uh, while actually moving through a little map of the Fjord and trying to kind of push our luck because we want to get um, our boats, uh, you know, our, our yellow boat, which is a boat full of people who want to see wildlife, let's say. They want to go to particular stops. And the, the main boat that works along the map is going to just go on this certain path around. And you're like, okay, do I have enough time to get more people into the yellow boat before we get to this yellow stop? No, I don't. Okay, then I'm not going to get out of this yellow stop. I'm going to keep on going and try to get to the second one. Because if I can actually completely fill my boat up and stop at the second one, even though it's not as lucrative, the wildlife isn't as good there, um, I can also combine it with people who want to um, see... uh, uh, restaurants or hotels because there's another stop over there. Maybe I can combine those two things together. So there's this really interesting board presence where the ship is going to move whether you like it or not and you're trying to fill up your own private boat to um, really leverage the main board as fast as you can but everybody's doing the same thing at the same time and it is a it is definitely on the heavier end. This is not a... Um, a Hadrian's Wall. Um, but I would say this is uh, definitely getting up towards maybe a Fleet the Dice game level of complexity here. And it is phenomenal. It's fun. It's fast playing. It's got a very interesting take on dice drafting, quite unlike anything else out. It's from the designers of Avenue, which is still to this day, I think, one of the best rolling rights of all time. So I highly recommend um, Riverside. And like I said, it's not just me. Uh, Z Garcia of the Dice Tower. I think it was his number six best game of the year, and it's wow. available right now. And it comes in as our number seven. Yeah, that that's uh, that looks awesome. And I know that uh, there's a few of my gaming friends. You know, when it came out, we talked about we, we couldn't get our hands on it. it yeah, was, exactly. You know, we just have to get a uh, get a copy. So there it is, folks. It's now available. Great yep. choice. Uh, let's move on to number six. Uh, this is. Let me see if I got this right here. Number six is Momiji. Momiji, I believe it's Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this is a a game where you're collecting autumn leaves from the Imperial Garden in ancient Japan. And, you know, I just, I love the aesthetic of this game. It's a card drafting set collection game, which, you know, I... I just love these type of games, and you start with you know your leaf cards. You have your landscape powers, and you're going to collect leaves, play leaves, and then get objectives. Now, those objectives you're going to activate them at certain points of the game, and when you activate them, that means everyone can score them. Okay. And, yeah, the reason why this one caught my eye: the designer Francesco Testini, <sighs> co-designer of not only Tang Garden, which I know we both played, but also the new Viticulture uh, World. Expanded. Yes. He's, part of that. Uh, I did uh, not know game. that. I did not know this was a Testini yeah. game. I'm a big yes. Testini booster. Uh, ever yeah. since so I just... played, um, what was uh, his game about 
Um, the uh, the Terracotta Army. Oh, um, which I can't think of the Gion? name of now. But, Gion? Uh, is that how it's pronounced? Uh, Gion? Gian Yang, something like that. Gian, yeah, it's X I A N or something. I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I mean, the the artwork in this is beautiful. I mean, yes. The fact that he's designed, you know, Tang Garden, which is another gorgeous game, um, and then uh, the fact that he's involved with Viticultural World, that to me is an instant buy. I mean, I need to play this game. Xion, Xian is the other one. Which one? Xion was was yeah yeah, which is a fantastic game too, which we've actually covered in a previous games we would buy now because Xion is also available at Fun Again in their discount because they've got a lot of copies of it and it's a phenomenal game. But no, I had no idea this was if I'd known this was a Testini game, this would have been on my list definitely. Yeah. I mean, look at it, just those tiles that you're looking I mean, look how beautiful this game it, is, It's right? stunning, I, yes. I, I love uh, games like this. And this is the type of game, again, it's going to, uh, you know, uh, play, not quickly, but it's it's a shorter, a shortish game. But it's the type of game that I will get to the table often because uh, Michelle loves these games as well. So perfect game for me and my partner. And that's our number six on the list, Momiji. Okay, good call. Wow, I got you, uh, you opened my eyes to that. I completely missed the boat there. Although... I'm I'm looking at it just now, and I come back to the browser. Uh-huh. I think you're too late. They're out of stock. Oh no! Oh, no. So we make this list on the previous night, oh. folks. We send wow. it to a friend of ours who adjudicates and makes sure we don't have any overlap, and then we do it. And apparently, since last night, they sold out. Wow. Oh no! That's a bummer. Well, that is a bummer. On well, your wish list, folks. Maybe not, it'll. There come you back go. There you go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that sounds very, very cool. And um, so that means, Ruel, after we're done and we get to the Q and A portion in the extended edition, you'll have to talk about some of the other games that were on your list because I had a bunch That's more true. I could talk about besides what we're Same. talking about right now. Um, but anyway, okay. okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, slightly less cool, but now I'm actually bummed. You really sold me on that. Yeah, Testini right. is the man to watch in a big, yeah. big way. But. Uh, that was still number six, and I'm going to have to say number five. Um, I'm actually surprised I'm talking about this, because I figured it's probably... I'm sure this made your shortlist as well. Isle of Cats, Explore and Draw. You know, okay, so honestly, it was on my list, but I... I I thought we had talked about this before, but then I realized, no, we didn't talk about it. We actually played it. Yes, that's right. We talked about it on a list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Fantastic choice. Oh, yeah. I love this game. Yep. Oh, it's so great. And folks, again, you don't have to take our word for it. Um, although, again, this is a phenomenal... I guess it's not a roll and write, because there's no dice rolling. It's a uh, flip and write, because every round, there's a grid of cards that have all kinds of different cats that we're trying to rescue. They come in all kinds of crazy shapes and sizes, much like Public Market before us. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I love a polyomino game that doesn't just have the S, the L, the I, and the O, that really makes you work hard trying to fit all these disparate pieces together. Um, and uh, every round, you are going to pick one column, and you have to take all the cards from that column, whether you like it or not. So that really very tension-filled, brutal draft, and then fill up your boat with these by actually drawing them in. Uh, And the game actually comes with a huge variety of colored pens, um, and you can really get very artistic as you're actually filling your boat up. Uh, But again, like I said, 
don't take our word for it. This is a phenomenal game. I love it to pieces. I think I actually like it more than the original Isle of Cats. Um, but if you'd like to try it for yourself, do a search for Rado, um, Isle of Cats Explore and Draw, and you will be able to watch a me and Ruel play this game with the audience. You will be able to download your own version of this boat, print it out in black and white, and see if you can beat our scores. And I think after you are done with that, you might want to come on back and say, uh, yeah, that might be worth picking up um, because it is absolutely fantastic. The Isle of Cats, explore and draw. Yeah, you know, after our game, I, I thought about it a lot that weekend. After oh, yeah. I had so much fun playing with you in the audience and I started thinking, you know what? I may have to join you on that boat of I may prefer this one over the original. I, I It's really close, but they're both phenomenal yes. games, but great choice at number five. Yep. Love Explore and Draw, Isle of Cats. Okay, uh, let's move on to our number four game, games that we buy right now. Uh, this one is actually a re-implementation of one of my favorite auction games of all time. For sale, it is For Sale Autorama. Okay. 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 So this one is a game that was, you know, it's based on uh, the same uh, designer and also... It's Stephen Dora, I believe, right? Yeah, Stephen Dora. Yeah, but it re-implements for sale. So for sale, it's about real estate. This one was about uh, buying and selling cars. And uh, it's one of the great auction games of all time. I agree. Uh, the, the original. And this one takes, it adds one more step to it where not, not only are you buying and selling cars, but at the start, you're hiring advisors and those are going to uh, uh, affect gameplay. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen any reviews of this yet. So this is still relatively new. And I, there's the advisors. You can see it right there. They're going to help you, I believe, uh, buy or sell cars in the next two rounds. So instead of two rounds, now it's three rounds. And just based on the original game, I mean, this is uh, one of my favorites of all time. I need to get this. Oh one. my goodness! Uh, Force Autorama. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was just a straight up reskin. Hey, oh, we just replaced yeah. houses and real estate with cars. I didn't know there was actually adding new gameplay as well. Yeah, I, I didn't either until I did a little deep dive. I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely going on the list. So yeah, you know, you had recently just played for sale for the first time. Is that for the correct? first time, yeah. The problem with for sale is it's a three player minimum game. And I was just looking, yep. maybe they switched to suit. Nope, it's still a three-player minimum game, unfortunately. Three, yeah. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people consider this to be one of the best, if not the greatest, um, you know, auction board games of all time. And it is so brilliant. And for Stefan Dora to come back and then add new stuff, unique player powers, wow. That's yeah. a really big deal. It's interesting, when I was making my list, I noticed regular for sale is on here as well for like a super low price, like $10.99 or something like that. Oh. It was so oh. low, I almost put it on the list. And then I saw, oh, there's this Autorama one. And there's another um, a spinoff of for sale as well. And um, mm. But I just assumed, oh, they're just re-themes, and since they're brand new, they cost so much more. No, they cost more because they changed the gameplay. That yeah. is very, very cool. Yeah, very excited about this one. That's why it's our number four, For Sale Autorama. Wow, nice one. Again, Thank you. I had no idea you caught me. I mean, I looked at these things. I clearly did not look closely enough. But uh, my number three, or our number three, uh, this one I have played, and here's the deal. Welcome to the Moon. I need to play it a little bit more. Because my first experience with it was at the uh, Dice Tower West Live convention we both just got back from in March. And I played it... Oops, that's the wrong button. I played it with a bunch of folks. And I mean, I, I've played Welcome To. I'm sure you played Welcome To as well, which is a, a flip and write all about building up the ideal 
uh, suburban neighborhood. The um, Welcome to the Moon, it changes the setting. We are now doing the same kind of, of, of card drafting, bingo-style, flip-and-write stuff, but instead of making a perfect suburbia, we are trying to make rocket ships to get to the moon. And um, it's interesting. The, the game actually comes with, I think, six or seven different unique player sheets. And they're not sheets. They're actually dry erase markers, so you can just use them over and over again. And the thing is, each one of these sheets tells a different chapter in our colonization of the moon. First, just getting the ship loaded up. Then, making the trip to the moon. Then, building the base on the moon. And every one of these, even though they run with the same core um, flip, brilliant flip, flip and ride of the Welcome To series, radically changes the gameplay. And here's the deal. I played the first one and the second one. The first one is very similar to the regular game, just a couple of tweaks. The second one, which um, is like playing Welcome To, where there's only one street, but you are subdividing the street as you play into multiple ones. That only makes sense to people who played Welcome To, but it was so incredibly brilliant. It was all of us who were playing this. Dice Star West agreed. This is one of the most brilliant um, takes on, on um, roll and rights we have ever seen. And it completely destroys Welcome To. I'm getting rid of my original Welcome To and all the cool little spinoffs I've got because Welcome to the Moon comes with like six completely unique takes on the game, tells a whole story you work your way through, and here's the deal. I haven't gotten a chance to play it with Jen yet. I really want to, because this could squeeze into my... I'm, and, um, in May, I'm going to be doing an updated top 10 for 2021. This might make it in. It is wow. so so good. Now, I will give one warning. The first mission has some really bad rulebook content. It's very hard to figure out how the first mission is played. So you have to go and download the FAQ from the publisher to even understand how to play because they just made some really bad moves. But the second one, which was so brilliant, unlike anything I've ever seen before, and really blew all our socks off, was easy to play, easy to learn. So I expect it's probably just the first mission that needs that FAQ. But yeah, I've got to play more of this. I've got to expose Gen 2, and I'm hoping to get it done this month so I can decide if it's literally one of the 10 best games of 2021. If it's not one of the 10 best, it's one of the 20 best. Easy. Welcome to the moon. Great call. And I remember having this conversation with you, um, I think offline, um, talking about how much you really enjoyed yeah. it. I haven't played it yet. But yeah, you did mention, you know, it was a rough uh, first game. But after that, you you were talking about how brilliant it was. And yeah, I love the original Welcome 2. I also have, I think, Welcome to Las Vegas, the the expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, or the, the next one. And, yeah. But this is the one I really want to play because everyone that's played this has said there. It's funny. You said you're getting rid of your copy. Pretty much everyone I talked to said they're getting rid of their copy of Welcome 2 to replace it with this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there can be only one, and this is the one. Oh, and by the way, uh, going back, uh, the uh, one I've got on screen here is their Ding and Dent. So if you'd like a few extra bucks off on top of it, get even more savings, you can get the Ding and Dent, or for a couple bucks more, you can get a full regular version. That's another thing, actually. I I saw several really cool deals in the Ding and Dent section. But we're only doing 10. There's only so many we can talk about. So what is next? Next is, uh, let's move on to our number two, which is, I mean... One of my favorite games in the last year, Furnace. Uh, I know we mm-hmm. both really enjoyed this one. It had to go on the list. I mean, it's a brilliant game, brilliant design. And actually, we are just talking about this during the pre-show, folks. Um, so don't forget, every Tuesday at 12 p.m., join us for the pre-show on Twitch. Yes. Furnace is an engine-building, resource-management game with a brilliant um, auction mechanism. And we talked about how, you know, this game, it's... 
very simple to learn. I mean, it's mm-hmm. easy to learn. It's simple mechanisms, but gosh, there's a lot more going on than you'd expect. There's a lot of depth to this complexity, and I think it's based on that that really simple auction mechanism. Yeah. Do you want to win the one that you're bidding on, or do you want to lose it? You only have one chance to bid on it, and if you win it, you're going to get that building to add to your tableau, mm-hmm. or... If you lose the bid, you're going to get resources that are given. Sometimes you want to lose things on purpose and people hose you and give you that building instead. And that's, oh, I love that tension. It's it's a it's wonderful, wonderful game. So smart. Highly, highly recommend it. It's, it's on the, my short list of best of last year, uh, Furnace. Yep, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, that idea that, okay, I'm going to bid on this, but I'm only bidding two because I want you to pay three. I don't want you to get this super cheap. But I don't want to win this thing because I just want to get the steal that if I get, if I lose. Why is nobody bidding? Don't make me have this thing. This won't work with my engine at all. Why? It's so smart. One of the most clever new ideas. So simple. Yeah, we mentioned it in the extended show because we were talking about simple games with incredible hidden depth. And the first thing I mentioned was Go. And the second thing I mentioned in the same sentence was Furnace. I didn't know you were going to be put this on the list, but yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, again, it's just that the complexity that comes out through the gameplay, you're building your engine. What's great, too, is I, I love this trend. I feel like it's a trend coming uh, recently where designers are really designing these simple yet uh, complex games that play under an hour. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, a furnace takes 45 minutes at most, and it's such a rich satisfying experience and yeah. yeah, I highly recommend it. That's why it's our number two on the list. I completely agree. Good, good call. Um, But we're not done yet, folks, because there's one more, the number one this week. And I'll be honest, uh, some people might disagree. This might be a bit contentious, but I stand by the number one choice, Free Radicals. I think this game is phenomenal because it is actually 10 games in one box. Uh, the, the whole idea is it's set in a far-flung cyberpunk future, but happily, it's a future where everybody's doing well, where humanity is on the rise. It's not all the normal, oh, we got to copy Blade Runner and make sure everything is miserable and dour and depressing. It's a happy, aspirational future we live in. And in this game, every player takes on one role in this futuristic, um, you know, post-scarcity society. And um, every role you play is a radically different game. One player is the farmer, who is literally playing a tiling domino style game. Uh, One player are the executives, who are playing a call a style game. One player can be playing a deck building game. One player can be playing an engine building game. One player can be building a multi-use card game. And um, all players are still intertwined because there is this central board. And one of the main things you're doing with whatever style of gameplay you're playing, whether you're playing, I think I think there was a roll and write as well. There's 10 completely different style games. But the beauty part is you might think, oh my gosh, that's going to be a nightmare. I have to te- If I sit down and teach this to three players, I have to teach three different games. But it's done so well. It's so well packaged. Each one of these games is kind of a stripped back introductory to engine building or deck building or Moncala or um, there, there's, a, there's a, uh, a fantasy adventure running around fighting monsters and stuff. They're all really simple, easy to learn and in fact, all you have to do is say, here oh, you're pl- you want to you play the uh, Moncala game? Here's a piece of paper. Pretty much players just have to read like three or four paragraphs of text and they know the basics of what they need to do. The uh, 
Um, and so you can almost teach yourself. The main thing is the central board, which is this city. Because one of the things we're all trying to do is get enough resources to build more buildings up on this big, colorful city. Because then we can send our workers there and get lots more resources, get lots of points. And the beautiful thing is, often, I could, I could build a city that's going to be really good for me, that's going to help me because I want to use that power a lot. Because every city will benefit one player above all other ones. I'm not going to build that one. I'm going to build a building that I know you want, Ruel. Because then you'll visit it all the time and I'll get huge benefits. There's also this progress meter where you can spend your resources to just increase the knowledge of different factions of society. Um, and the thing is, yeah, I could just increase my own because whoever makes it, whoever is furthest along in knowledge gets a nice big bonus. But that's a way to lose because the rewards you get for increasing your opponent's knowledge and sharing with them is huge. It is much bigger than the points you will actually get for just hoarding all the knowledge to yourself and saying, oh, I got seven points instead of three points for coming in second place. Yeah, great job on those four points. You would have gotten so many more resources if you were helping other players advance their knowledge as well that would help you in other arenas. I love the message of this game. I love that this is a competitive game in a post-scarcity world where victory does not come at the expense of others. Victory is measured in how much can I help my opponents? And then on top of that, everybody's playing their own cool little game and they're all well done. There's a pick up and deliver one. There's something for everybody in this box. And I I think it's absolutely amazing. I have heard some people complain that there's no player interaction because none uh, none of the factions feature anything like stealing or attacking or anything like that. Because... That's not the future we're living in. It's a uh, post-scarcity society. There's no zero sum. I don't have to succeed by destroying you. I succeed by helping you. Every time I have the opportunity, it's a tough choice. Who am I going to help with this? Um, because of what, how will that benefit me? It's brilliant. It's a lot of fun. It's 10 games in one, and they're all really well done. It's Free Radicals. Number one game of the month for games we yeah, buy right I- now. I've been so fired up to uh, get my hands on this and play it ever since you've been raving about oh it. Oh my gosh, and, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. You know, it's funny. Uh, so I uh, I stream on Twitch, you know, several times a week, and I've had at least two people message me uh, either in during live or in a private message, Ruel, Free Radicals is on sale right now at so-and-so site. So <laughs> the word is out. So yes. uh, Free Radicals, I'm looking forward to finally playing it. Uh, it, it is on sale now here at uh, Fun Again. Well, I hope I don't steer you wrong, but yeah, I, I, I am over the moon with this game. I absolutely love it. But folks, awesome. that's it. Hopefully, amongst those 10 games, you might have found one or two that uh, pique your curiosity. Um, and hopefully, you heard one of us say the secret word, donuts. And if you did, like Ruel said right up front, send an email to contest at rotto.com, not saying the word donuts. We know the secret word is donuts. You don't have to tell us that. Tell us what game were donuts mentioned while we were talking about the other stuff. Put the name of the game in the subject so it can go into the special folder. And again, we will do a drawing for one lucky person to win a $50 gift certificate from sponsor of the show, Fun Again Games. Phew. Okay. All right. All right. Um, that, are, you, are you good to go? You ready for the uh, post show? I'm ready for the post show. And actually, before we log off here, I do want to say again, once again, congratulations on 10 years, Richard. It's a phenomenal achievement. And, you know, I I mentioned this in pre-show. I want to mention it here. You know, I started, I got into the hobby in 2015. And shortly thereafter, I started watching you, the Dice Tower, Rodney, and so forth. And 
if you would have told 2015 Ruel that 2022 <laughs> Ruel would be hanging out with uh, Rado doing a live show, I would have said you were crazy. And so it, it has been an honor. And, uh, you know, I, as I tell everyone else, I learned so much from you, not only game-wise, but, you know, tech-wise. And just, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, we've developed a friendship and I, I'm grateful for that. And I love the fact that we got to meet at Dice Tower West yeah. last month yes. for the first time in person. And our wives met as well. You know, Michelle, she's so happy with the earrings that she bought from Jen. And, um, you know, so it's, you know, this, the, to me, it's just a, a, a base, a microcosm of, or whatever, of what the gaming is all about, meeting people. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah. really means a lot to me that we become friends and also to do the show with you. Everything, so, everything you. right back at you. I mean, uh, yeah, you say you learn a lot from me. Hey, you just showed me a bunch of stuff I totally missed. I am an old dog, but you are still teaching me new tricks every week. And over the 10 years, I have done a lot of collaborations with a lot of folks. And I, I, this is not to disparage anybody else. I've always enjoyed sitting down and talking to people, but you blow them all away. You are such a wonderful co-host. I'm so happy to have you every week. You always bring your A-game. You always find something that I missed. You are just the bee's knees, and uh, knowing you in real life, you are just the kindest, most gracious person I've ever met, and uh, it, it is my honor to keep on doing this with you too. So, Absolutely. Okay, Mutual Admiration Society over! <laughs> Okay, and uh, folks, um, we are going to go do the post-show now, answer some questions and answers, talk about all the other games uh, that didn't quite make the top ten, and if you'd like to check that, again, I in the top right corner of the screen or follow the show notes for the extended view, but otherwise, Ruel, I hope you have a very good week. Thanks for showing up as always. Thank you for the live audience and for anybody who watches after the fact, and in closing, thanks to sponsor Fun Again Games. Don't forget, use the code at checkout for one week, R&R, and get 10% off everything to celebrate my 10-year anniversary. Have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, Bye-bye. Okay. Aw, shucks. I got a bit schmaltzy there at the end. Jeez, oh, please, it's all good. Man. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. You know, we, we, we have a good time. We're friends and, uh, yeah. you know, we appreciate that. And yeah. I, I want to say it, you know, on, on live or on video, you know, it's all good. It's all from the heart, my friend. Yep. Okay. Cool, let's cool, cool. Check All out right. So, uh, let's see. About. Let's um, pull up the featured chat, see if we have any questions. We have a bunch of questions, but before yes. we do that, um, do you have any other ones you would like to uh, mention? Uh, oh, any other yeah. games? I had so many. Yeah. Uh, I'll just, uh, the five that didn't make uh, the top ten, uh, Village Green. Yes, uh, that was on mine. Okay. Mystic Veil, the Essential Edition. I love Mystic Veil. I, I wanted to see what the Essential Edition mm -hmm. is about. Uh, Imperious. I don't think people really know about this game, but it's by Grant Rodiak. He is the designer of Fort. This is one of his earlier games. What? Yeah. And this one, uh, it was a base, it's sort of like basically a ripoff of um, uh, Dune. He he couldn't get the IP for Dune, so he just sort of made his own. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so check that one out. Okay. Uh, the other ones on my list, um, uh, Fantasy Realms. I've, I really want to play that. I've only played uh, the the uh, the Stonemaier re-theme of... Uh, not oh, oh, the original Fantasy Realms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've only played Red Rising, so I'm curious about See, but now, no, you, you have to skip that one and wait for the, the Marvel one to come out, because there's the Marvel oh, one. Oh, they got a Marvel one coming out? What? Yes. Really? The Star Trek one came out last month, I guess, and now a Marvel one is coming out. Oh, my. Okay, I'm... Yeah, I'm so far behind. I need to get the start. Okay, cool. <laughs> And then the other one, my fifth one, was Nine Tiles Panic. It's a game mm. in Oink, uh, Oink Games, a real-time uh, tile laying game. A lot of fun. I've played it before. And you never see Oink Games on sale. It's on sale right now on uh, Fun. Oh, Games. really? Yeah. I mean, those are those are Japanese import games, aren't they? Yep. 
Yep. So are. that's yeah. that's a unique thing for fun again, then I guess, because you're yeah. not going to get that anyplace else. Yeah. All right. What about you? What are the other I, five that I, make the list? I was interested in Momiji, and uh, and and I didn't see the Testini, otherwise it would have made my short list. Uh, so uh-huh. it made the longer list just because it was so pretty. Um, and I had Flourish on my list. I also had um, a Village Green, you know, a nice companion to Flourish. Quite frankly, yeah. Azul Queen's Garden I still think is the best Azul has ever been because it's Azul fused with Castles of Burgundy, and that's two great tastes. It takes great together. Um, and then I just had, I, I had like, like almost ten expansions. You know, um, Marvel Champion Sinister Motives, Dominion Allies, Agricola Consoles Dirigens, uh, Aeon's End Outcast, Maracaibo Uprising, Fantastic Factories Manufactions, which I am probably going to be getting 10% off and buying that this afternoon because I must have yeah. it. Concordia Solitaria, Tapestry Arts and Architects. Um, yeah, it was, it was, there was a ton of stuff. I could have easily just done nothing but expansions, but I really wanted to focus mostly on games. So, man, yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, if there was going to be an expansion I was going to include, it would have been the tapestry one, the arts and architecture. It's so good. I really enjoyed that one. So yeah, good. So good. All right. Cool. Well, cool. So, um, let's see. Now, folks, we will do some Q&A. And interestingly, you're going to see this one that comes from me, but that's because somebody actually asked, hey, I can't be there live. Could you ask this for me live on oh. the show? And so that's why it says, uh, Rado runs through asked this, but I just pasted it in. Um, hey, Rolf, have you heard anything about Transatlantic 2? And if not, have you heard anything about Transatlantic? I, I have a uh, transatlantic sounds familiar, but not too. Um, yep. What is it? Well, transatlantic um, was basically designer Matt Gertz's sequel to Concordia, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yes. Yeah. And um, and the thing is, Concordia, of course, is these days pretty much widely considered Matt Gertz's masterpiece. It's like okay, it's a zenith. Matt Gertz doesn't feel that way. For him, transatlantic was always his passion project that he would literally been working on for like. 15 or 20 years or something like that. But it oh, had wow. the bad um, for- misfortune of coming out after Concordia. And it was like, well, it has kind of the same gameplay as Concordia, and it's about boats instead of ancient Rome. I'll just stick with Concordia. And so it really didn't catch on, but I thought it was brilliant. In a lot of ways, I think it's better than Concordia. Anyway, so Whoa. Transatlantic 2 is coming along, and it's dropping the Concordia-esque hand management stuff and getting back to his classic rondelles, because that's where Matt Gertz made his bones. So, yes, I'm sorry I've totally forgotten who asked me to ask these questions, but Transatlantic 2 I'm very excited about, because I thought Transatlantic was great, and again, I was one of the rare people who thinks it's probably better than Concordia. But unfortunately, wow. Concordia has all the expansions, so um, yeah. that's the one that I kept. And let's see, and that cool. person also had one other question before we get to stuff you folks have been asking. Uh, asked, as I expand my channel, is there any consideration for general strategy discussion of games, like the Longview podcast, uh, and John Gets Game recently did something similar on Maracaibo, and thought that my team, well, apparently I have a team now, uh, a team would be member. great at this. Uh, expanding on final thoughts, not to determine if we like the game, uh, that's what the run-throughs are for, but to understand the design and how things connect. Um, I'm sorry, I forget who set these in. Whoever suggested that, I've been having that request made for me for a long time. I've always thought it was brilliant. There are a few channels, like you said, Longview Podcast is one. I'm so very wrong about games. They're very well known for doing really deep dives on stuff. Um, you know, uh, oh, the uh, the Heavy Cardboard, uh, their podcast. Oh. Uh, I used to listen to that, and he does, you know, Edward does really deep dives too. I could do it, but the problem is. That required me to make really deep dives on the games themselves. And so I think that's the kind of thing that I could maybe branch out into once I retire from trying to do, you know, uh, you know, anywhere from 6 to 16 run-throughs a month. Uh, there's just no time. We're like sharks. We're constantly... I mean, you, you're in the same boat. We're yeah, content constant, sharks. If we don't keep swimming forward, moving. we'll drown. Yeah, that, that, that's right. And 
you know, as much as I enjoy those, yeah, it's just a matter of time for me. Like, do I have the time to commit to, you know, one game like that? And again, trying to coordinate with, uh, you know, Shay does a bunch of stuff as well. And, you know, Kimberly and, uh, you know, the new people that are. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The new channels and stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of, uh, uh, tough for scheduling and trying to get coordinate everyone. I, as much as I enjoy them, I, I don't know if it's possible at this point. Yeah. Who knows? It's a good suggestion. Never, I say, never say never. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yep. Okay. So what else have we got? Okay. Um, this one, uh, that one, I, I don't know here. Uh, is there a theme you'd like to see used for a board game that hasn't been used so far to your knowledge? Um, well, I'm not sure the, you know, folks, if you'll notice up there in the top left corner, the more followers we get, the more money the show makes and the more subscribers we get, we get closer and closer to unlocking all kinds of extra bonus content. One of them is I do a top 10 with the audience. And the last time we did this, we ended up creating a top 10 overlooked themes in the industry. Mm-hmm. So that has now become my go-to because honestly, people have been asking me that for years. What, what theme should we be doing that we're never seeing? And I, I can never think of it because... Yeah. I honestly don't have that much creative imagination. I'm a creative problem solver, but not a creative inventor in my brain. As a, as a, as I was a designer, I always had to work with somebody else who was really just good at just coming up with completely new ideas out of whole cloth. So I'm not best yeah. suited. But you, do you have any? Uh, I mean, uh, just on a personal level, you know, uh, my my background, my heritage is uh, my uh, family's from the Philippines. Yeah. I want to see more games. Mm-hmm based in the Philippines, but, you know, as I, I say that, based in the Philippines and, you know, themes, you know, there there's a game Michelle and I just played called uh, Lose on Rails, which is basically a train game set in the Philippines, okay. turn of the century Philippines, which was fun. It was cool, but I want to see uh, games, you know, that take on different aspects of the country or, or the culture um, and not just typical, you know, hey, you know, let's, let's you know, whatever, do this or that. What I'd like to see, though, is not only that themes, but you know, designers from those backgrounds that design games that, you know, are from their own culture or their heritage. I, I'd like to see that. As far as specific games, I, I, I don't, yeah, say, same thing. There's so much out there. You know, pick one. I can never get uh, enough food games. Give me food games. <laughs> give, me a, give me about donuts. Making donuts and you know, uh, the apple fritters, like the, the you know, <laughs> contentious uh, donut or not donut. That's a good point, uh, yeah. Part of the game. Yeah, yeah. Alright. So, yeah. Okay. Next. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, someone was asking, Ark Nova didn't hit the list. I wasn't sure what list we are talking about. I Ark assume Nova. they must mean the top 10 we just did, presumably. Was it, I didn't see it on... Uh, I didn't see I'm it sure when I was going there. through the list. Yeah, I didn't see Hold it. Hold on, on a second. Let me look. I mean, it must oh, be Oh, you know there, what? Right? I think it was sold out. It might have been sold out. That is... Yes. Oh, wait. Yeah. No. It's there. I would be willing to bet it probably... We probably mentioned it the last time we did this. Probably, yeah. Because here, I, 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 what I do is I just go, hey, what's new releases? And I look through yeah. that. And then I go yeah. and I look through the Ding and Dent and I look through the yeah. Rare. And I and um, so I don't think Ark Nova is any longer listed in their new stuff. It's yeah. interesting, though, you pointed out that um, you know, a, there's a lot of times things I would talk about, but they're already sold out when we're talking. So it's weird. Uh-huh. There are a lot of channels doing a, what are the hottest games right now? I kind of think that this is almost the antithesis of that because when we get around to doing this, the hottest things are already sold out. Yep. So yeah, we end up right. talking about what are the ones that you should that should be hot that people should be noticing and yet they haven't sold out yet. Yeah, and you could actually get your hands on these yeah. things, you know. And you know it's yeah, you know it's funny though. I just clicked on fun again. I don't think this was on here last night when we're doing we're Are you serious? Ark Nova is now, it says now available. I think they just added it. You're right. It is. Okay. Then this is not our fault. Um, You are right. I just clicked it 
And um, all right, or, it, it would have been on my list for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's literally the first thing listed in new yeah. releases. I swear that was night. not the case last night. Yep, yep. Because I know it would have made our list for sure. Yeah, there's no choice about it. So okay, that's that's number one. There's yeah. there's your post show number one, folks. Arc Nova. I finally got to play it two weeks ago. It lived up to all the hype and then some. It's already top 50 for me. It'll probably go top 25 of all time for me. Wow. It's top 10. It's, 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 it's incredible. going up in my mind. It, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So okay, there you go. Great. Um, well, yeah, so that's why you come for the after show. Thank you, whoever suggested that. Um, and you're right. I, I swear. I swear. On my yeah, mother's right? Great, or, not my mother's great. My mother's still with us. She's doing fine. Um <laughs> Uh, the Rare Norb uh, points out, HSFYI, for sale, the Autorama has an official two-player variant. Whoa, official? Yeah. From Stefan Dora himself? Whoa. Whoa. That oh. just got a whole lot more interesting real fast. Yep. Thank you, Norb. Yes. Okay, uh, actually, no, okay, I'm literally, I am literally now going to go and put that on my wish list. Uh, Board Game <laughs> Geek, and I am going to uh, prove it. Uh, what was it? Four... Sale auto, Sale, right? Corona. Yep. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Subscribe. Add to collection. I'm going to give it a three right now. I'm not going to say it's a must-have, but where okay. is it? Uh, forums. Is it uh, right? Is it in variants? No, it's not in variants. Uh, maybe it's in files. Files, yeah. Quick, uh, official two-player variant for Whoa. For Sale Autorama by Stefan Dora, Randall Lloyd. Okay. Ooh. Why isn't this in the box? Why doesn't wow. the box just say two players? Wow. Right. So there's a remote buyer, a third player. Wow. I love this. I mean, Fleet. And um, Fleet the, or, you know, Fleet had a... Its first expansion had a phenomenal auction dummy player. And so does... Um, oh, from Tasty Mistral Games. I can't think of it now. Not Gold West. An older game from them. I have seen some amazing automated auction opponents over the years. Mm-hmm. So wow, okay, you know what? I'm now that okay. I, it's not that I didn't believe you, um, but now that I actually saw the uh, letterhead, this is going up from cool. a three to a two. I gotta have it now. I definitely have yeah. to check that out. Yeah, Thank you for pointing game. that out. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I, I'm curious to try this uh, one for Autorama. Uh, I, I had a comment from Kabuki Kid, but I accidentally knocked it off the list here. No, uh, they were asking. They were talking about favorite superhero board game. Was it? I, I now I lost the comments. So sorry, Kabuki. It was on there first. My second. favorite superhero board game is Marvel Champions. My second oh, wait, favorite wait, is None. Okay. Well, no, that's here not true. Right here. I also very much like um, what's it called? Most Wanted from uh, uh, Travis Chance and you know was it called Most Wanted? No, it wasn't called Most Wanted. Oh um, no, what is that? It's game? it's basically Mystery Men the board game. Yeah, was Good. it Heroes Wanted? Heroes Wanted, thank you, yes. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, both Jen and I are in that. And um, Jen, really? Jen is a superhero in one of the expansions. And they gave her like a big Mysterio-style fishbowl where you can just barely <laughs> see her. Because she said, look, I don't oh really want to be on a card. And they said, okay, we'll put you in a Mysterio so you can just barely see your face. And uh, because she makes glass. So uh, they, they put oh. a Mysterio orb around her. I forget what her character name is, but her catchphrase, and she still says it to this day, is Sphere Not! That's no way. I that's so funny. You know, was it in the base game or was it? No, I'm in the base game. I'm a villain. I, I forgot. I'm, I'm like cured ham or something like that. And I'm I'm wearing a pig <laughs> costume or something like that. And I look really miserable. Oh, gosh, who had the? I don't know if I had a copy of that game or maybe it was my friend. I'm gonna have to hit up my friends. I need to see this. I didn't know you were in that game. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, now Kabuki Kid was asking. Yeah, I, I it's gone. 
Yeah, it's just gone. Um, sorry, folks. She's oh, here. Uh, she can ask uh, again. Uh, oh wait! Oh no no! Uh, here it is. It's um. It's not in the AMA section. It's over in the queued section for some reason. Oh okay. All right. So here I got it. Um, what is the best non-superhero comic book movie? Since we did not consider that as a top three, apparently uh, she suggested it, and she is disappointed that you did not put it on the ballot. Comic book movie, not a non-superhero comic book movie. So you mean it's you mean oh oh so it comes from comic books, but it's not about Cape Crusaders. Oh, you know, I mean, yeah, because there's so many of them. I mean, like like Sin City, although that's those might as well be comic book characters. But you know, like um, like Ghost World, and I mean, there there's lots. Okay. You know, here, I'll throw this one out there. I feel like um, this one had, it was basically a superhero story, but it wasn't, it was told in a unique way. The movie Unbreakable by M. Night Shyamalan starring Bruce Willis. It was like the follow-up to um, Sixth Sense. Did you ever see that one? Of Unbreakable? Course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that, that, was, yeah, that is definitely a... Uh... That's non-superhero-y type of, yeah, I, I think, I don't know, that's, a, you know, Mr. Glass and you had, uh, you know, Bruce Willis and... I thought that was a cool movie. Let's see. Screen Rant says the 10 best non-superhero movies that are based on comic books. Number 10, Dread. Not the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dread, but just Dread. Men in Black, although they're superheroes. A History of Violence, which blows my mind. That I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen A History of Violence with Viggo Mortensen. Uh, Just like a really grim and um, gripping, uh, you know, mobster, very violent movie. Uh, Although, really kind of, oh, directed by David Cronenberg. And apparently that was a comic book. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, I love that movie so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Michelle and I went on a date to see that. Oh, really? That was a good date because that's an amazing movie. That's a good date movie, actually. Well, it's it's a good date (laughs) test movie to uh, see how compatible you are, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, okay. So here's the thing. Like when we saw it, I remember we both said afterwards, it was okay. Okay, then it succeeded as a uh, as a compatibility yeah. test. Yeah. Yeah. And if you and I saw it together, there would be no R and R apparently, because I think it's one of the greats. <laughs> Three hundred, um, Road to Perdition, the uh, Tom Hanks gangster oh, yeah. film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Blue is the warmest color. Sin City, V for Vendetta, Old Boy apparently is originally a comic. Oh. So stuff okay. like that. Well, you know what? From that list, it's. I mean, I I. I adore so much Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's such a great yeah. movie. It just think about it makes I, me want to watch it right now. Yeah. And if you I watch it go, again, uh, you will see that you were wrong. You were too smitten I, I with Michelle. You only had I, eyes I for her. <laughs> From that list, I would probably go with something like 300 or road to perdition. Sure. I, I love, I, or actually sin city. I love Frank Miller. Certain parts of Frank Miller. I really enjoy. And sin city was really, really well done. Okay. All cool. right. Thanks for the question. That's a good question. Uh, it was worth see. finding. Yeah, that was cool. What else do we have? Um, um, Rado Force Glass says, Rado, do you really feel that Dollars for Donuts is one of their best designs? Uh, it's not. No, it's not one of their best, but it's a good design. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a nice little game. Yes. That that team was. Uh, yeah, but those that team of designers are actually um, uh, really. I mean, they're putting out some fantastic yeah. stuff. I mean, for me, uh, the their Red best. Says, I, I think Truffle Shuffle is their best. Although I would totally Truffle understand Shuffle why most people would point to Point Salad as their best. But no, we yeah. re- we like Dollars Don'ts. I mean, that was correct me if I'm wrong. That was the one which is as a really funky tile layer where it's like a whole bunch of tiles that have halves of donuts and you're trying to mix and match them. And yeah. then you had customers whose needs you were trying to meet. It was a good game. It was not yeah, great. It was, it was not the second coming, but we enjoyed our time with it. Absolutely. 
Uh, Rare Norb said, I saw Yukon Airways on Funny Game 2. Would you recommend it? I have not played it. Have you played it? Yes, I have. I remember liking it. Uh, it's about as good uh, pickup and deliver as you can expect to get. Um, I really the first half of it is this very interesting worker placement, very unique worker placement approach to be getting the customers that you. I mean, you're you're doing a little puddle hopper, you know, trying to fly customers around to various remote places in the Alaskan wilderness. And so the first half of the game is getting the customers and trying to kind of worker placement slash draft for them. And I liked that half a lot. The second half is then managing your fuel and flying them around, and it's literally a pick up and deliver game. And I'm just oh. never that interested into it. But as a pickup and deliver, it's very. If you like a pickup and deliver, it's well worth checking out. Cool. Uh, now this one, I don't know if this was left over from one of the other streams. But Could be. Did you ever find out why your mom wanted you to be left or right handed, not ambidextrous? Was that no? I that is still something I should ask because I have no idea why. I know I've mentioned that. I pro- maybe I mentioned it in a trivia section or something like that. I've mentioned okay. it somewhere. Maybe I mentioned it in a podcast that my mom okay. has told me when I was very young, up until when I was like even five or six years old, I could do everything equally well with both hands. I did not show oh. any favoritism at all. And my mom actively discouraged that and encouraged me to become right-handed. And I, when I mentioned that, it occurred to me, I have no idea why she did that. I've just taken it. Oh, show me to do that. It's why to this day I do most things right-handed, but I bat left-handed, I golf left-handed. I do several things really? left-handed, but I do most oh. things right-handed. When you throw a ball, is it right or left? Oh, what would I do? I would throw. I, I throw right-handed. Okay, but I bat right-handed, left-handed. Bat left. Interesting. Wow. Um, someone asked uh, Ruel. Did Ruel forget to sneak in Arboretum? I, I don't remember. Uh, were we talking about Arboretum? Was in last week's. Yeah, maybe these are leftover from last week. It uh, could be. Goblin says you've said you're burnt out on mysteries. Does that count time stories? Or are you not covering those because of the change of gameplay in the current cycle? Honestly, I have not covered any time stories because we haven't had one for a year. Okay. I am I am definitely... I have to admit, the new version of time stories, I think they should not have listened to everybody. Everybody complaining about, oh, I don't like this and that and the other. And so they just basically bent over backwards to try to acquiesce to every complaint anybody ever had about time stories. I think the new time stories is weaker for it. And I'm definitely interested to continue trying it, but we have been mostly... I mean, at first I was like, oh, look at these cool new things. But then the more we played, you're like, boy, really miss a lot of the old stuff. Really miss it a lot. I mean, basically, the thing that was always so cool about Time Stories, it's Groundhog Day. You, you go, you hit a dead end, you run out of time, you try again, and now you know shortcuts. Now you know what to avoid. And they completely killed that. They turned it into a regular adventure game. And, I don't, and it breaks my heart that they did that. But I'll, I'll keep trying. Because the other yeah. thing that it's always been special, they still have, which is you tell each other stories. Because you read a card, I can't read you the card, I have to tell you a story of what happened to me. And that's still great. Cool. Uh, Ruckus asks, do you prefer a historic, realistic, or fictitious theme in games? You prefer. Um, I, I probably prefer fictitious, but I'm certainly open to historic or realistic. It's just, again, if it's well done, um, and yeah, I'll, I'll, play, I'll play anything, you know? I I, I I definitely prefer historic. I think it's great. Um, I, I love you know getting to walk a mile in the shoes of middle managers throughout all of time uh, because that's the kind of game I play. I'm always just some bean counter, literally moving beans right. from one dock to another, and somehow it's always the same. Whatever century you do it in, but right. I, I, 
I, I really do like that. And I also have to say, while it's been problematic, you know, kind of appropriative how it's been done in the past, I also am very, very impressed uh, by how the industry is getting so much better at handling it in more interesting way, more more sensitive, and at the same time, more interesting ways. Um, yeah. Because, like, you know, the, the new version of Puerto Rico that's going to come out, that um, Jason Perez, I think that's pretty much announced now, that Jason Perez is working on that, that's where fine. it's like, okay, let's not have it be about the Spanish colonizers. Let's have it be about the locals and how they build up their own economy after the Spanish colonizers left. That's yeah. an implicitly more interesting story to me. Right? Because I've never yeah. heard that story. So just you know, even if the gameplay doesn't change at all, the game is better for that. So, uh, and I think the industry is you know making leaps and bounds along these lines. I absolutely one hundred percent agree. I cannot wait for that new version of uh, Puerto Rico. Okay, final question of the day. Final Here question. Is, um, Ruckus asks. Okay, to make the question less creative, uh, creativity demanding. What movie, show, book, comic, video game, IP based <laughs> board game would you want to be done the most? All right. So basically, uh, any bit of pop culture. What would we want to see it turned into culture. a board game? Wow. Well, honestly, we 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 talked about that already. For me, Thunder the Barbarian. Yeah, Thunder the Barbarian. I want um I, I there's there's so many of these, but I still want like the perfect Star Wars game. I don't know what it is. Isn't isn't that what Rebellion is? Isn't Rebellion Rebellion's Star great. Wars in a box? No, I want something like Rebellion's like big picture, yeah. you know. I want something more dialed in. I want the story. It'll isn't that what Outer one, Rim is? Outer Rim Cuz you're just one bounty hunter or something like that? Yeah, but I want something uh, besides the scum and villainy. I want to, you know, follow a Jedi's journey. Mm, that type okay. Of thing. So you give want me, the perfect Jedi game. board game? What, what's that? You want the perfect Jedi board game? I, I do. Yeah, that, that, that that's might, interesting. That might be, Thunder yeah. the Barbarian oh. for me. Um, and also, honestly, I'd love to see board games based on the games I made. I would love to see a Siphon Filter one and a Pitfall oh, nice. Harry one and a Fable. Where's our Fable board game? Few yeah. uh, and and why? Is there no official licensed board game of The Sims? No board game, yeah, no video understand. game in history is more yeah. ready made to become a very cool and compelling modern Euro board game than The Sims, and it just doesn't exist. Why is that? I, I, that I do not understand. Yeah, that that seems like tailor made for the tabletop. Yeah. Uh, Slivers uh, shouts out Thunder and Space Ghosts unmatched. I think that's a match made in heaven right there. That would be great. <laughs> I wish oh, I could do a gosh. Zorak laugh for you, but I can't. <laughs> I, I can't. One final question from Goblin. Let's end on this. Favorite bad movie? Favorite um, bad movie. Well, uh, I mean, do people consider Flash Gordon bad movie? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Then it's my favorite bad movie because it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It is the greatest oh, bad movie gosh. of all time. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we talked about this before. Go I think Flash, uh, executive, de- executive Decision. No, you really shut bad. your mouth. Executive Decision is a fantastic movie. Yeah, There's nothing bad about I it at it. all. It's terrible. Come on. There, why? So what is bad about it? It's so like okay. Well, obviously it's unbelievable, but just that whole. Well, yes, every major blockbuster action film is unbelievable. You have to. I mean, yeah. every Tom Clancy inspired uh, yeah. action thriller is unbelievable. But yeah, but it's it's my favorite. Well, that one and uh, what's the other one? There was another like, um, gosh. Okay, the, the movie Face Off, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. I mean that's that's pretty bad, but I. See, I mean, love is it bad movie. if they know it's bad? If they're leaning into it? Yeah, and that's know? the thing. Like, yeah, that I don't. That, that's where you can totally question it. Do they? Is it bad if they really know? Because I know they are having it up and they're having fun with it. it it's yeah, but yeah. Those are some of my. What are some of the other ones? That See, I, I, yeah, I don't know if that's true for Flash Gordon. I, I suspect they might have. Th- I mean, but real. I mean, they at one point just in the courtroom of being the merciless, they play a game of football, and um, 
They had to know it was silly, right? They had to know oh, that totally. they were being cheesy and campy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they at that point, they yeah, I, w- I would assume so. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, okay. that's it for the uh, questions. And uh we are uh, yeah, that's 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 all folks. All right, that's, then we'll be back next week. We'll be doing a Kickstarters for May, and then the week after that we will continue our countdown of all time. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. And uh, everybody, again, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you sticking around for the pre, post, and the regular show and here. And everything in between. Yes. <laughs> everything in between. Yes. Okay. Let's. Uh, oh, well, let's oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, let, me, let me find the button. Let me find the button. Do, do, do. All right. Board game channels. What have we got here? Team Covenant is back. I went and looked back and looked afterwards, and you know, one of you when you uh, uh, the other day we raided Team Covenant because we mentioned them before, and I said, "Hey guys, tell them Rod was a really big fan." And so somebody did go there, and they and I watched afterwards. And said, "Oh, I guess that's nice. Who's Rado?" <laughs> and I thought that was awesome. I absolutely adored it. And he's, I think he's a board game guy. I don't really know. That's very nice, and uh, and that was very down to earthing. I very much appreciated that. Um, let's see here. Do you like anything? Oh, and, um, anybody in the chat this time as uh, to last week, we were trying to figure out who, and we said, ask people in the chat, Hey, does anybody have any suggestions? And the chat were making suggestions. And then we promptly ignored that. Oh. And, um, and then they're saying, why did they even ask for suggestions? So I'm listening folks. Okay. Um, let's listen to folks in chat. Yes. If, if you, if you have any of these board game, uh, theme channels that you like, we will raid them. Um, because... Yeah, let chat, folks. Uh, by the way, Ruckus uh, wants to point out, Flash Gordon is not a bad movie. It also has an awesome Queen soundtrack. One of the greatest movie soundtracks of all time. I, I got to agree with that. Yeah, that, that soundtrack is uh, amazing. Yes. I, I've listened to the soundtrack more than I've seen the movie. So Yep. Uh, no one has suggestions. I see okay. someone playing Horrified. His name is James Chats. Um, Horrifying is a good is a good game to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good co op. It's a it's a very story driven game. So yeah. everybody, go say hi to James. He's got fifteen people. He would like to make some new friends. Um, tell him Rado sent you. We're gonna start that raid, and uh, you can figure out which uh, supervillain he's trying to defeat. Do you like Horrified? I, I do like Horrified. I think it's. A I don't understand Horrified. Yeah. I look at Horrified, and it just seems so simple. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's uh, pick them and deliver, basically. So it's not, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, uh, so I'm predisposed not to like it. That's yeah. that's my problem. You're right. I just didn't even yeah. think of and that. There are, the monsters are unique. They each have that's a different true. Like, uh, thing that you need to do. Um, it's, it's cool. It's a gateway game. It's fun. Well, anyway, you folks, I'm hitting the button now. So go decide for yourself. Raid! Go, go, go. Go, go, go. And off they go. And let's see if uh, it works with James. There is the raid. Uh, he just got raided. He said, "Yo." Oh, I love. He doesn't it. know who yeah, I am. Old, uh, he said, "Rando yeah, runs what? Who?" But then he says, "Okay, so he's on the spot. He is very excited. We have made somebody's okay. day. That yeah. is good." Okay, uh, he has a really nice setup. Yeah, looks sharp. Yeah, yeah. So I, I hope I hope he puts on a good show. Hope everybody has a good time. And uh, um, we're gonna hang up now. Yep, I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Alrighty, bye bye. Bye.